raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. What in the hell do you think you're doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right, let me tell you where we are today. Let me tell you what the action is today. We're on the south side. For all of you uh, Southsiders, Johnson County folks, south side of Indianapolis, uh, in and around the Greenwood area, Bargersville, uh, further south, Whiteland and Franklin. For anybody that's ever said, you know what, you never get down to the south side enough, I am down on the south side for you today. In fact, we're on County Line Road near County Line in Madison. In fact, right across the parking lot in the Greenwood Park Mall from Macy's Department Store. This is the old, for those of you that know uh, about this place and are from here, this is the old Logan's location here. It has been incredibly transformed into Twin Peaks. Now, you know we've done plenty of shows on the northeast side up in Castleton at Twin Peaks before. They all have been fantastic. We love going up there. And this was probably a little over a year ago. I was um, I was made known that, listen, Greenwood's going to end up having a spot here sooner rather than later. And that's exactly what has taken place. We are celebrating the grand opening of Twin Peaks. Now, here's how it goes. Like, they're not going to open up until 5, the restaurant area, and they're going to have a party out in the parking lot prior to. So I would love to see you over here. So this is kind of a proving ground here in the 3 o'clock hour. We'll get you set. You can come out and hang out with me and BT Do and Music Mac, but we'll get you set. And then they're going to have festivities, kind of an appetizer, if you will, because they have great appetizers here. Everything is made from scratch, scratch cooking. And the coldest beers ever, which certainly Travis is going to have to run in there and get since it's a Friday coming up in just a bit. But you can get here and kind of create a bit of an appetizer out here in the parking lot with this grand opening. And here's the other interesting aspect. This particular grand opening, this is the 100th location of Twin Peaks to open so they are going to be celebrating. We're, we're talking uh, the higher-ups of Twin Peaks in the house today to talk about their incredible grand opening, their 100th location of Twin Peaks. We are on the south side, County Line Road, basically County Line and Madison. That's where we are, and I'm sure we'll be here well past the 6 o'clock hour. And again, a little appetizer here, a little 
parking lot party begins at four. They'll crack the doors open at five. We're all going to rush in and get that scratch food for you and hang out. Again, it's just like the location on the northeast side that so many times we have been up there and we have been hanging out and had a great time. And this is going to be yet another that we consistently hit. Twin Peaks on the south side, everybody, just right outside the Greenwood Park Mall, County Line and Madison, basically. We are here until well past 6 o'clock, and the party is just about set to get underway. So honestly, all of you that I see, I saw a lot of you. I was playing hoop last night over at CG. I saw a lot of you there. You guys were saying, all right, what about this Twin Peaks thing? This is it right here. This is it. So anybody that's ever cried and whined about me not getting to the south side enough and being on the northeast side way too much, you got to prove it to me now. And you got to get here, and we will party throughout the course of this afternoon. Otherwise, we got a lot going on. We'll give you the guest list coming up in a minute. We've got Colts OTAs, little two-minute drill. We've seen some video from Anthony Richardson, the rookie quarterback, throwing it around a little bit. I don't know what to gather from it. And I thought Mike Chappell was on the money yesterday when he mentioned, you know what, we really don't know what to talk about and what to do. All we do is look at who is available and who is unavailable. For example, Michael Pittman Jr. uh, with a a not deeply detailed injury situation, I guess, is what they're talking about, did not participate. You had a laundry list of those, including Shaquille Leonard coming back from that back surgery that did not participate, which has led to you all. And because Mike and I got deeply into this yesterday, and this is one where The Colts, since the whole Andrew Luck saga of him stepping away, him quitting, him retiring two weeks before the start of the season years ago, you know I've moved on from that. I hate talking about it. But in a sense, I will bring it up as far as an analogy is concerned. You are skeptical about everything since that point in time. You are skeptical. Now, at the same time, the Colts, before and then after, wanted to become more transparent with their injury situations. They wanted to be more transparent. Now, again, their level of transparency does not whatsoever mirror ours. Like, our transparency, when we define that, we go, all right, we want to know what the hell's wrong with this guy, and we want to know when his ass is going to be playing again. And we want to know if he's going to play like he got paid. We want to know if he is going to be what we thought he was going to be. And that's why we will use Shaquille Leonard right here. Because that's a fan base that's going to be skeptical until you see him play. Now, there's a difference. Those of you who are saying, well, that's kind of a situation you have with Anthony Richardson. Well, the excitement is built in with Anthony Richardson because you've had a 13-game You've had a 13-game window to see him collegiately do anything. But still, that excitement is there. There's no reason because of injury derailment for you to be thinking about that. With Shaquille Leonard, that's different. With Shaquille Leonard, you're thinking about, all right, so, you know, basically the entirety of last season, a shell of his former self the year prior, will he ever be what everybody thought he was going to be is he ever going to be to the level in which they paid him to be at linebacker and truly 
I completely understand your skepticism. And that's not going to go away until you see him play. There are going to be layers to this. And I don't expect them to come out and give a timetable. And basically, when we had Chris Ballard on at the Combine, and you either watched that inside the lounge via YouTube Live or checked it out, when we put that back up as a podcast, or you were listening at the time when Chris Ballard answered my question regarding that, saying, quote, I wouldn't bet against him. That told you a lot at that moment. That told you that while they may not be betting against him, they sure as hell aren't sure of anything. So for those of you today that responding with Shaquille Leonard in practice and oh no, or hey, it's still June, there's a long way to go. Yeah, slide all that to the side. You are not going to know until you see him play again. Hopefully he's going to be what everybody expected. Am I truly skeptical? Yes. Will I remain that way until there is proof? Yes. Now, I will tell you this. For a guy like Shaquille Leonard, I can't imagine a lot has changed. Shaquille Leonard was a guy that is absolutely manufactured to play at a high level, obviously when healthy, prior to these setbacks. He was wired to utilize that motivational chip. We, we bring it up all the time. And really, you know, in terms of, in terms of uh, any sports, it's probably overused, right? We probably overuse it a great deal, but we bring it up all the time. You know, that chip on your shoulder because people are saying you can't do it because you come from a smaller school and people say you can't do it at this level. And he has always utilized that really I don't know of many other players who have reached that level of play, either offensively or defensively, that has utilized being counted out, has utilized the negativity, especially via social media, as much as Shaquille Leonard has. I will say this, that's the way to go about it. And if that's the way you're built, that's the way you're wired, then so be it. But this is more than just people suggesting that, you know, he is not going to be what he once was or he's going to view, be viewed as overpaid or, you know, it's about time to move on. First of all, it's not about time to move on right now until you see the product. Until he is cleared to come back and you see him play, it is not time to move on. The other reason why it's not time to move on, because there's not a team out there that is going to take any sort of chance on this right now. I mean, the market for him would not be robust. So you have every reason in the world, to me, to just sit back and wait to see what you have, even if you do remain skeptical, which, again, I completely understand. You sit back and you wait for it. But as far as what the team can do, the team is going to be waiting to see what that product looks like as well. Would it be great if the Colts were a little bit more transparent? Yes. Do I expect it? No. I don't really know what they would come out and say. It's just when you answer the question as I wouldn't bet against him, man, there, there is a lot being said without saying, well, you know, we're, we're kind of on the fence whether or not we believe. That's the way that it sounded to me then. That's the way it will continue to sound to me until 
Shaquille Leonard proves everybody wrong. And I will give you this reminder. Shaquille Leonard, up until these injury concerns, did just that and then some. Again, nobody has utilized that motivational chip. Nobody has taken what some would gather as discouragement and creating a little positive momentum for himself, giving him a reason to work harder, giving him a reason to come back from whatever, giving him a reason to show everybody that, hey, you guys were all wrong. I'm not just talking about sports talk show hosts or those that might be on a national level if they care at all whatsoever or even the fan base. He got back to everybody. He got on everybody. So there is a lot riding on his return, and that skepticism, again, that you guys talk about will not fade, will not go away until we see him, until we see anywhere near that particular finished product. And I, people have asked me all the time, so what do you truly believe? I, 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 um, I, don't, know, I don't know what to expect, but... Considering what we have seen around here in the past, I do expect the worst. I think it's going to be really hard to get for him where we ultimately thought he was going to be. That's how it stands right now. And again, if you want to use that and you want to prove people wrong, then so be it. But that's kind of how it feels right now until we find out something coming up a little bit later. Um. All right, a couple of things here. I am watching the college baseball regionals, and I told you this yesterday. And James back at the studio knows this. I am an incredibly superstitious human being. I pick up all pennies. You know, I don't really know in full detail if it's good or bad, if it's heads up or tails up. You know, what is the... I just know this. Find a penny, pick it up, and all the day... You'll have good luck. I looked all over this stinking parking lot. BT, I told BT I've been here. I was here for the better part of 35 minutes before this show started. I was walking around looking for a penny. Um, the whole rabbit's foot thing I would do. If everything wasn't so dry right now, I'd try to find a four-leaf clover someplace because I stinking knew. I knew yesterday, and I brought it up yesterday, and this is a rip job on myself. When I had Mitch Hannes the head coach, and what has been a great story of Indiana State this season, their baseball team, getting Terre Haute a regional hosting site. Indiana State being as good as they have been basically since February. And I even told Mitch Hannes this yesterday. I said, this could be troubled waters here because I am straight a jinx. I am. I bring bad karma often. Maybe not all the time, but enough to notice. I was worried about that yesterday. I was worried about that. I specifically walked through this, and it's a brand-new parking lot, and I'm glad there are no cracks here. I'm not stepping on a crack. I'm not walking under a ladder. None of that. I knew, I knew that I would bring some bad karma, and I don't know why, because there is nobody that speaks better, more profoundly for his or her love of Terre Haute, Indiana, and Indiana State than me. But I knew deep down inside that I would be bringing the negativity. And that's what I did because it is an eighth inning score. And although my friend Greg tried to say, hey, listen, you know, Wright State's not that bad. They've been in this thing seven out of the last nine years. Uh, This is, how should I put this here? 
this is the proverbial nut shot that I thought I was going to give myself in having Mitch Hannes on yesterday because I brought the bad karma. 5-3. Sycamores are down to Wright State in the eighth inning. And I'm going to stop talking about it until this crap changes. I don't know. Is there a way? Anybody know if there a way I can change the karma? Is there a way I can change the bad fortune into good fortune? Because I'm looking for it right now. Not a penny to be had. Nothing. Beer. Anything over there? You got anything? I don't have it. There's not a beer in front of me. Amino energy is probably hot by now. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. Travis said it's coming. Maybe the beer will help out. I'm looking for anything right now, so if you guys want to help, we certainly can. Hey, by the way, Ball State, we'll get you updated on that. IU later on tonight, both of those teams playing separately in matchups down in Lexington, Kentucky, a part of the college baseball regionals. Last night, it was all Denver all the time. I don't know if this is a team that Miami is going to be able to do much with. I don't know if... The whole, and this is so overused, and I can't believe I'm using it. It's almost like me dropping a Mount Rushmore of it, which makes me want to vomit. But the whole, the whole grit aspect, uh, it's great, and you can have grit, and that's fantastic. But when you're overwhelmed by talent, and truly that's what you saw last night with Denver over Miami in game number one, that's problematic. We'll get to you coming up in just a minute. The return of hashtag AskPats on this Friday as well. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio, too. Jeremiah Johnson of Bally Sports, Indiana. We'll talk some Pacers with JJ. We haven't done that in a while coming up, too. But it's the grand opening. It is location number 100. The celebrations on the south side were off of County Line and Madison on the south side at Twin Peaks. Their second Indy area location. Thank you very much is on the south side here in Greenwood. Meantime, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, even further south right now, friend of the show getting ready to go on a lengthy summertime hiatus, which is so richly deserved from Indiana Sports Talk, is our friend Bob Lovell. Hello, Bob. How are you? Hey, John. How are you? Thanks for having me. I, you know what? Other than jinxing my university in baseball, I'm quite all right. Well, you know what? Uh, it's why they play nine innings. So, uh, you know, don't give up yet. But it's not good to be down two that late. And uh, No. No. Yeah. So, crazier things have happened, but I, I share your concern. No question. My concern is fairly profound right now. Bob Lovell. All right. We got to give you a good send-off here because you're going to go off into summertime hiatus slash vacation you know up until i jinxed the squad yesterday i was talking at length about how great baseball has been collegially i mentioned ball state i mentioned indiana i mentioned indiana state collegially and then you talk about baseball on the high school level softball on the high school level never has it been as good it seems on each level as we have seen over this spring here not only in central indiana but throughout the state you agree no, I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that, uh, you know, if you just look at the steady rise of the success of our baseball teams, uh, NAIA, UND, uh, I mean, you had, you had Taylor, Indiana Wesleyan moving on uh, in the NAI, had great years. You had uh, the UND story, which is a fantastic story. The number seven seed gets into the 
to this World Series. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, and you look at that, and then clearly now uh, with with Indiana State and the run they've had, and uh, and it, the Division ones, the you know the Big Tens, the IU's, and uh, everybody. So yeah, uh, and we've talked about it. Max Clark, uh, yeah. tremendous, tremendous. Uh, Ron Colley. Uh, with their pitcher and the success they've had, and Ron Colley continues to be great. So on all levels, all the stories are great. I think it's a credit to to a bunch of great coaches around our state who are getting better and better. And these kids are out there just you know playing all the time and getting better and better. And people uh, are coming into our state recruiting some of the best players in the country. So Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talk joins us. We talk about this all the time, kids getting going earlier and having to, you know, concentrate on one sport, uh, certainly here or there, the top level. And I'm an old fart, much like you, and I don't like that very well. But, <laughs> but do we see now the reaping of the benefits of when it is a solely one sport concentration here, high school wise, do we, do we see that? And it, it's only going to get worse. And it's, yeah. it, I, 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 it is few and far between. I think Bob for the future of the multi-sport high-level athlete, right. because I think unfortunately you, you get a spring like this, for example, is going to be proof of hey, if you dabble in other things like we may have in the '80s or the '70s or the '60s or whatever, uh, you're just not going to ultimately live up to those big expectations. Here, we're going to see that go away completely aren't we well i fear that uh i mean it's hard to kind of evaluate this john because you know on the one hand yeah we're having great success we have tremendous young uh, men and women playing softball and baseball and going on uh at the highest level and the college level but on the other end of it if you in this age of specialization your burnout rate for uh, for youth league uh and, and and young athletes is in this nearly 70 percent yeah. range uh, you know that you have, you have yeah. kids who are going through it, have gone through it. You, so you have that. Uh, you, if you talk to orthopedic surgeons uh, about the baseball players and pitchers, especially uh, the numbers of Tommy John surgeries continue to increase at an alarming rate. So again, you, you have uh, both sides of this that you have to think about. And quite frankly, uh, as a coach, as a former coach, I tried to recruit uh, student athletes who were multi-sport uh, uh, student athletes in high school because I felt like they had a great and well-rounded experience, knew how to handle things, you know, had their bodies uh, prepared for yeah. different types of situations. And I think the state, when you look at it, you know, somebody will do it, obviously, when you get to the World Series or even to the NBA, you know, ask the number of those guys who were multi-sport athletes. And year after year after year, when you get to that level in professional sports and you ask the number of guys who were multi-sport athletes, the, the number staggering, most of them were for a reason. And so, I don't know. Depends on how you want to look at it, quite frankly. It's uh, Bob Lovell joins us. By the way, Bob Lovell did recruit a multi-sport athlete out of Perry Meridian back in 1983. And, yeah. and you had to really believe in Mike Landis because when yeah. you saw that jump shot, there was no way in the world you thought he was next level with that old no. cranked up thing right there. You had to be something else. Well, how? Here, well, I'll tell you, there's something else. Was very simple. Was uh, he was a football player, and uh, yeah. and everybody yeah. thought he was going to go play college football, and uh, and we're the only ones who come in and go, hold on a second, uh, we want you to play basketball for us. Because I looked at him and watched him play, and I've told you the first time I saw him, he was yelling at everybody in the gymnasium. 
Uh, he almost, I, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't yell at me. He was trying to fire up his team. He was upset at the, at the officials. He's, he's trying. You're talking about. You're looking at a guy going. Um, I, I want this kid. He's got something that nobody else out there has. Yeah, he couldn't make a jump shot with a piece of paper and a pencil. I got that. But you knew that you put a kid around, put him around other guys. You're going to win with somebody like that, and we were able to do it. Well, and I love the fact you are yeah, you are so genuine. The fact that that was a great great definition of calling somebody kind of a horse's ass right there. That's well done. Oh yeah, well I love yeah. it. I, I'm telling you, I love it. Hey, well, <laughs> we, there were many. As you know, you know me. I'm a combative kind of guy myself. Uh, yeah, we went at each other back and forth for four oh, years. Oh, I bet. And it yeah, was I bet. Yeah, it was fine. Because you know what, well, we won a whole lot of games. <laughs> as you well know, a lot of those wins. Yeah. As you well know, I kid because I care. I'm a huge Mike Landis fan, as well as a Max Landis fan. And um, you know, Max has been playing overseas, most notably here still in Portugal, having a great career, still getting right. paid and paid handsomely, with everything taken care of to play the game of basketball. I could not be more proud of anybody than I am of Max, and could not be more happy of a friendship with uh, with Mike. But we do like to make fun of him because you know he just gives you that <laughs> opportunity, that ability uh, to do so. All right, anything stand out to you? What what you're talking? about tonight and you know i know you're getting ready to bail out for a little summertime hiatus and vacation what's on tap what's the on the agenda here bob well i am actually technically uh, on hiatus now but i could oh you've already began okay no, well hiatus with this show doesn't count you. okay no, no, i'm glad Greg thank you Ray straw jimmy cook are, are, are calling him, uh, are sitting in for me this weekend uh, I'm sure they'll talk about uh, college baseball, uh, the NBA. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll talk some uh, college basketball, too. And, you know, it's a great time of year, John. Uh, you know, I, I obviously, uh, Indiana Sports Talk is a grind through football, high school football and basketball. But, man, oh, man, this is springtime. I love I love everything about it. So, uh, so I've, I've already started. Uh, you got me out of the pool. Uh, you're one of the few people could get me out of the pool at this time of day and this time of year. So, uh, yeah, but people need to tune in. Indiana Sports Talk is on all summer. Some great young guys hosting, taking over for me, and I'll be back to start season number 30 on August the 4th. You are spectacular, my good man. Absolutely spectacular by the way i love summer much like you like being by the pool i I gave everybody uh, around my house today a little bit of a show because i'm out there mowing shirtless this is shirtless season for me i barely have one on right now to be honest yeah i hope there were no reported uh, automobile accidents in the neighborhood (laughs) oh the 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 gun show was going on out there a little bit hey by the way too you mentioned tommy john a little bit earlier yeah i don't know if i need tommy Tommy John, or if I have what is called an impingement in my shoulder, I played a little hoop last night. I don't know till about eleven or so. I can't lift my elbow above mm. my shoulder mm. here. That sounds that's like problematic. a shoulder issue. Yeah, that, that sounds like I'm not a doctor, obviously, yeah. but it sounds like a shoulder issue, and you need an ortho guy as fast as you can because well, I, I need a shot. Everything I, I, you do. 
I know that Greenwood Orthopedics, they're not too far away. Can somebody slide by and give me a shot in my shoulder? I'll do it right here. I'll do it. No questions asked. You're going, yeah, you're going drugs on the quick route. That's a way to go. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, want, I want to go ahead. I want to numb the pain right now. So, yeah, right. if my friends over there are driving by and you've got, I don't really care what it is, just go ahead and shove that needle here and uh, we'll see if we can get some work done before 6 mm. o'clock. How about that? I, I wouldn't anticipate anybody knocking on your door anytime <laughs> soon for that, but it, it's a great thought. <laughs> yeah. Is, is that against regulations? Can you do uh, that if you're a doctor? Yeah, just a little bit. You might want to consider the fact that you're not as young as you used to be, and I know you hate to hear that, but you might oh, want to it. give that some thought. Well, I'm thinking, you know, they're having the grand opening here at, at Twin Peaks. It's the 100th location to open uh, with the franchise. And my thought was, you know, how about they get the festivities in the parking lot right now? Giving me a shot of drugs, I think, would just kind of add to the festivities <laughs> of the day. Would it not in this grand opening? Yeah. Well, yeah. But in this litigious uh, society in which we live, um, I don't see that happening for you. You might have to go um, – you know, a different route with that. You might have to contact some people from back in the day and see if they can help you out. Have a fantastic vacation. I cannot wait for you to be a part of this show once again for your year number 30. We love you, Bob Lovell, uh, as much now as we ever have. Have a great vacation. Get back here stronger than ever, and we'll talk again when the footballers are flying around, okay? John, you're very kind, and, uh, you know, I love you, too. Love everything you stand for and everything you do. I wish you wouldn't work as hard, but you don't listen to me. But let me say it again. Take care of yourself, and thanks for what you do for me and for my show. You got it, my brother. That's Bob Lovell right there officially going on hiatus and vacation as he will prep for year number 30 of Indiana Sports Talk. Let me tell you this, how amazing that is. I mentioned yesterday on the show because I was talking about Terre Haute. You've got Jesse Walker, who has basically been doing the weather at Channel 2 in Terre Haute since I was in high school. Patrice Dayton has been doing news at, at Channel 10 WTHI in Terre Haute since I was in high school. You know how hard that is to do? You know how hard it is to be around? How about, Bob, 30 years in this market doing a show, a weekly show, is amazing. Tip of the cap right there. The grand opening, the 100th location of Twin Peaks, my friends, just so happens to be down here in Greenwood. County line, Madison, we're in the parking lot here, the Greenwood Park Mall. I see Macy's right over there, so come and find yourself a parking spot. Let's go to work and have some fun. A little parking lot party we're going to have beginning at 4. Doors open officially at 5 o'clock, and we are going to start drinking the ice cold, the most ice cold beer you're going to find anywhere with the scratch food as well at Twin Peaks. Still to come, it's our debut as the summertime is rolling in now with hash Hashtag ask Pat. Pat Sullivan of Sullivan Hardware and Garden joins us here live a little bit later on. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio. JJ of Bally Sports Indiana talks some NBA and Pacers as well. Again, Twin Peaks location opening officially today. Be a part of the party this afternoon with us on the south side in Greenwood. County Line Road is the location inside the lounge via YouTube Live. It is the stream, the app, HD Radio, and 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. 
Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Just an average guy with exceptional hair. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Oh, it's such a feel-good here. I'm at Twin Peaks and their grand opening, their 100th location in Greenwood, right? James sends me back in with some Marley, which is always feel-good. And then, for this moment, I am not a jinx. The fellas rallied in Terre Haute today. They heard my plea. They heard me screaming from Greenwood, Indiana, the new Twin Peaks location, they rallied an Indiana State beat Wright State 6-2-5. It's the beer. Travis brought the beer, and I said, we got it. We Okay, I got to get some good luck here. What is it? It's not a penny. I picked up in the parking lot. I can't find it. No four-leaf clovers. The grass is pretty dry. It was the beer. It was the beer that brought it. So... At this moment, I am not a jinx. Indiana State, a 6-5 rally come from behind win. That makes me feel a hell of a lot better. Thank you very much. All right, later on tonight over in Terre Haute, you got an Iowa-North Carolina matchup. Uh, but I will say this, you're going to have to play a hell of a lot better. But surviving that, what was about to be a cluster, well done, Mitch Hannes and the Sycamores with a 6-5 win. We shall get you updated on everything else, including Ball State. And IU playing later on tonight. Both the Cardinals and the Hoosiers, separate games down in Lexington, Kentucky. The side of what is a huge country music festival going on. But we'll get you updates on that coming up as well. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio is going to join us coming up at the top of the hour. I mentioned Colts OTAs are going on right now. Um, You've got a switch in position um, in the secondary of notes. We'll get into that a little bit. Your thoughts on that coming up too. And those that are simply missing. And the video that you get watching the rookie quarterback throwing it around, I don't know if it makes you happy. I don't know if it makes you sad. But it is a bit of a video for you at any rate to check out on OTAs for the Colts. Make no mistake of it. J.J. is going to join us. That's Jeremiah Johnson of Bally Sports Indiana. I know the Pacers aren't playing. I know it's the NBA Finals. Game one going to the Nuggets and a wide margin over the Heat last night. Um, so we'll see if the Heat can come back in game number two. But we're thinking about an offseason with a lot going on, friends. A lot going on. I mentioned this yesterday. What should be the path the Pacers take? You think they're on it right now? Do you think they know are gonna, they're going to stick to what was this whole kind of reboot, rebuild idea? Or might they look at what they have right now and build off of that with a more solid foundation? And what I mean by that is somebody that's already proven to be a player and a producer in the NBA. 
or are they going to stick to the program, get a lot of young guys, get some other guys in here, and continue to grow it in that fashion? We'll do that with J.J. coming up in the 5 o'clock hour as well. But he had nuggets in the heat last night. It was all Denver. Denver just, what it was, it's not like Miami can go in and just be tough. And it was weird watching Jimmy Butler, you know, be the stud that Jimmy Butler was, the go-to guy that Jimmy Butler has been. And Jimmy Butler was somewhat non-existent last night with 13 points. And, you know, when it works, it's great, right? When it works, it's great. When you become pass first or when you're the guy on the team and you defer to, quote, get your other guys going, when it works, that's great. It becomes a huge topic. Everybody loves it. Everything's embraced. Uh, And then you kind of revert back to that player's basketball intel, knowledge, also that of the head coach. But when it doesn't work, it makes you wonder why the player didn't realize it and try to go at it more, which makes me believe that maybe it was realized, but Denver is just that much better. Denver really didn't shoot, especially from three, didn't shoot great. But, yeah, Miami just, Miami was outclassed last night. You know, a lot of people expected that. And I said this is going to be a six-gamer for the Nuggets to win. But after watching last night, I don't know if the Heat will have that much resistance in them, to be quite honest. I don't know if that's going to be there for them. I guess you just want a little bit more out of that group. You want to squeeze because I will say this. As much as I think Miami and the Heat suck, I do think Eric Spolstra is a very good NBA coach. And I do like watching them play. What's up, Matt? Good to see you, brother. Because it's a group that plays together. When they're successful, they play together. And that's fun to watch for me. But I just don't know if it's going to be anywhere near what we have witnessed so far from them in other series in which, as an eight seed in the East, they have been an underdog the entire way. I just don't want to see this end. I don't want to see this roadblock coming up for them. But I just I don't know what else can be done. I don't know what else can be had right here other than that. That's the way that it looked last night. And that's the way that, until proven otherwise, it looks moving forward. A former Pacers head coach lands another gig. How about Frank Vogel? So let me, uh, so we got the Pacers, we've got the Magic, we've got the Lakers, and we've got the Suns. Frank Vogel, the new head coach of the Phoenix Suns. And Evan Sidery from Basketball News, who has covered for a period of time, certainly the Phoenix Suns, seems like everybody was a pretty big fan of Frank Vogel becoming that coach out there. Um, And I I like Frank a great deal. Frank Vogel was always good on the show. And and one of the ways, and and it's maybe different because, I mean, everybody kind of looks at it from a sports angle and how much they're going to tell you, you know, and how much, I, I think, you know, how much you learn during a broadcast or how much you learn during an interview is so BSly overblown. It just is. It, it, it is. I, oftentimes, I'm not going to a game to see what I can learn because a lot of us, I mean, you watch and you play enough 
it doesn't have to be told to you. And if it is, that's okay. That's why I don't get bummed out about those that cover, those that do play-by-play, those that do color analyst work. I'm not bummed out about that. I just I want I like liking the personality. Don't get me wrong, but I don't have to sit there and go, "Wow, that guy's telling me stuff I've never known before." But I, I didn't care about the Romo stuff. You know, when he was, you know, calling the play, it's weird. The whole Romo saga was, hey, it's genius because he knows what's going to happen before it happens. He's got his crystal ball, and now it's he's overly annoying. Like, to me, it's the same. I would expect him as a former NFL quarterback to know that, to see what's going on, to be able to decipher, you know, to find that information and tell us. But I also want some entertainment. It doesn't bug me. Right? It doesn't bug me. I don't know about you. I don't know what you're looking for, but that's, that's kind of it. But people always talk about how, in terms of Jimmy Butler, he is a guy on this team, Jimmy Buckets, that can go out and can ter- carry the team on his back. And it's only when the rest of the team, along with Butler last night, has a big-time struggle where you're asking, all right, so you're kind of looking for that guy to carry the team to shoulder the load, and he wasn't there to do so. And then all of a sudden, you know, getting the rest of his team involved, which is still important when that doesn't work because of the rest of his team not playing well, not knocking down shots, not doing what they did, for example, in the Eastern Conference Finals against Boston. When they're not doing that, then you kind of look at that player and say, all right, well, you've you got to start being a little bit more selfish here. That was something we didn't see a great deal of, or at least I didn't feel we saw a great deal of that last night. We'll talk more about that. JJ, I mentioned, of Bally Sports Indiana is going to join us coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Hashtag AskPat. Let me tell you, there is nothing more perfect for me and this show than Pat Sullivan and his return today Here's why. Because he gets hashtag AskPat. You guys, what you do, hashtag AskPat. You find that on Twitter. I'll tweet that out with the prize. I'll tell you about This will make perfectly good sense for you in a second. But you send me questions about your landscaping, about summertime cooking out, about barbecuing, about smoking meats, about anything in and around your property that you do in the late spring, the summer, and into the fall. But I don't know if there has been ever in the history of hashtag AskPat on this show a more appropriate prize. You guys ready? Pat Sullivan, and I'll tweet this out in a second. I've got a picture. Pat Sullivan to one lucky participant today at hashtag AskPat will give away a meat thermometer. Is there anything more appropriate for the show than giving away a meat thermometer? Now, this is not your average meat thermometer. This is like a $100 value meat thermometer. I swear to you, I didn't know about internal temps in meat until like last year. So I I probably, there's no wonder I have stomach issues. Everything I ever cooked before was probably wildly undercooked. Never knew anything until Myron Mixon got on Barbecue Grill Masters and said, hey, we've got to make sure that your meat is at this level of internal temp. I never cared about it. I never gave a crap about it. Now I do. And this is important for all of you smokers out there, all of you grill masters, all of you meat masters. You will want this, a $100 
meat thermometer is what we're giving away. Hashtag AskPat. I'll tweet out the picture. And what you have to do is fire off the questions for Pat Sullivan, who's going to join us at 4.30 today. Hashtag AskPat at JMV1070 for a $100 in value meat thermometer. It's perfect. A perfect way to start with hashtag AskPat in the late spring and now getting close to early summer of 2023. The 100th location of Twin Peaks is on arrival here in Greenwood. The COO is going to join us, I think, coming up in just a minute. We'll talk about this celebration in the parking lot beginning at 4. We see people now out here. And then inside, the doors open coming up at 5. We got all my friends are out here hanging out with me as well. It's great to see everybody. BT Dew is active. BT Dew's not working on his house. Not working on his outdoor living space, but he's here with us. Harley D, no Nicole, no Jello shots. Carl's in the house. Matt's here. Mac's milling around somewhere, too. Uh, we're at the grand opening of Twin Peaks down in Greenwood. Join us here. County Line in Madison's our location. Mike Wells, ESPN Radio, top of the hour. The latest two regarding o- Colts OTAs. A little bit of Pacers mixed in, too. It's 93.5107 by the fan. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Now you listen here. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Now go away. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. I am officially not a jinx today. How about Indiana State and my Sycamores? Terra Haute's hosting the college baseball regionals, right? It's glorious. And then we had the coach on yesterday, Mitch Hannes, and I warned him of my jinx, my jinxery. I warned him of the bad fortune I could bring, and they got down to Wright State basically the entirety of the game, but rally with the rally caps on. 6-5 was your final Indiana State over Wright State. And over in that Terre Haute Regional, it's North Carolina and Iowa coming up later on tonight. I'll get you updates with both Ball State and a preview of IU coming up. Both of those teams in separate games play down in the regional in Lexington, Kentucky. But we're celebrating. It's not only a grand opening here in Greenwood of another Twin Peaks location here in central Indiana. Of course, we're talking about up on the northeast side in Castleton. We have gone there many a time in the past. We can now add this to our repertoire. Not only a new Twin Peaks in central Indiana, but the 100th Lodge overall and the COO, the brilliant mind behind Twin Peaks here, Joe Hummel joins us. I can't thank you enough for bringing this product near me down in Greenwood. A lot of Southsiders happy. Thank you. Well We're, done, Joe. We are right there. very happy to be here. Very happy. So the 100th, how meaningful is that to you, very and your big, colleagues? Very big, big milestone for us. I, I think I got 
involved with Twin Peaks at number 14. So oh, really? Seeing quite a few of lodges go up. So, so I don't know this, and it's, you're going to laugh at this, nah. but one, one of the ways I found out about the early stages of Twin Peaks is from comedian Pauly Shore, uh-huh. who is a huge fan of Twin Peaks, and he actually was just randomly out at the one on the northeast side years ago, and then he gave me a little thumbnail sketch of the background of Twin Peaks, but let's go all the way back. How did this get to where it is right now? How did it all start? Well, we started in 2005. Our founder, Randy DeWitt, uh, he came up with a great idea of putting great food with our Twin Peaks girls and the brilliance of 29 degree beer. Yes. And then it's just taken evolution over time. Lots of TVs, lots of events, people like yourself joining us, uh, great bourbons, great cocktails. Uh, and it just kept blowing up from 05. It was in Dallas, it was in Louisville, Texas. And we continued to grow and grow. And our partners here that opened up this one in Indy, they also opened down in Houston. So having great partners like them really helps it go. It's Joe is with us, who's the COO. You know, it's funny. I, I talk to the folks at the northeast side often when we're doing stuff up there. And everybody, Joe, as you well know, had a blip on the radar in 2020. Yep. Everybody did. But the, the sign of a great organization and a great product is you reemerge from that to the level that you once were. And that's what you find with the Twin Peaks product. And that always stood out to me with the location up in Castleton. That's why we're so excited about getting one here on the south side. Yeah, I was just up there this morning. Uh, great team up there. Yeah, we, we uh, did what you said. We put on our rally caps. Yeah. Uh, you just mentioned that earlier. I did. We, we put our rally caps I'm a jinx. on. I got to. I, we put ours on, and we were being jinxed in 20 like a lot of <laughs> others. And we said, let's go rally cap up. And uh, we stuck behind each other and stayed true to the brand and uh, stayed true to our guests. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to make sure that they were having as bad a time as we were. So we were able to get open and get rolling and jumped on the opportunity to fill up a pipeline of lodges. And, and you stay true to... To what you are. Yes. And, and that's that's important for you, but it's, it's like me. That's that's what I do. I stay true to who I am, who I know the listeners are, mm-hmm. what I, I believe they like to do. Um, and that's important in it this is. world where there's constantly changing, constantly evolving things we kind of lose touch with, something we like that goes away for whatever reason. You hold true to what the early stages and what the beginning stages were for you. It's key for us to understand our DNA and really understanding the fabric that builds our brand. The other thing is people like our franchise partners here, Ricky and and Joe Rosa and even ourselves, we're all, we are Twin Peaks guests. So we know what we want and we know what our guests want. Um, There's a lot of times you see brands, they're not, the people that lead the brands aren't uh, the guests of the brand, but we through and through every day seven days we like it joe humble is the coo so uh where do you stake out at where's home base uh dallas our headquarters in addison um and i live in frisco so what are we doing here i know we're having a parking lot party here that begins at four the doors officially open at five what all we got going on here joe uh we have djs we have axe throwing that should be fun with beers in hand heck yeah careful that one (laughs) do one make sure your rally cap's on your way (laughs) yeah exactly uh they have some giveaways with the red bull team woodford team so there's a bunch of people here just trying to add to the party Hey, Joe, thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks for being a great partner for this station and this show for so many years. Since you've been in Indy, you guys have been a terrific partners at all uh, with us, and we can't appreciate that. We're big believers in local sports talent, and that's what we want to be a part of. Thank you, Joe. You got it, sir. Thank you. Joe Hummel right there, the COO of Twin Peaks here. We're celebrating the 100th Lodge. The grand opening just so happens to be in Greenwood. (laughs) 
Congratulations to everybody. Joe, thank you very much. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Hashtag Ask Pat officially underway for the first time at 4.30. 30 minutes away from Pat Sullivan. Jeremiah Johnson joins us coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Remember, I have Rick Springfield, Hooters, and Tommy Two-Tone tickets to give away as well before the end of the show. That's an August concert at the TCU Amphitheater downtown. But up next from ESPN Radio, Mike Wells. We'll dive into Colts OTAs. The framework of the Pacers and the work of Chad Buchanan and Kevin Pritchard coming up in this offseason. That and more. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio is coming up next. It's 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! (laughs) 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Welcome back. The grand opening of Twin Peaks on the south side in Greenwood. I'm going to update you on a lot of things in a second, but i got to give away from ESPN Radio, friend of the show, Mike Wells of the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline for the legendary Mike Wells re-entry slow gym. Go at it. Hey, would you like to dance? Please hands. He only took my hand. We fell in love with a slow jam. A slow jam. Oh. Well done. Hey, this is not the Usher version, though, is it? Hey, what are you queued up back there, James? Pop on here. Uh, that is Slow Jam by Usher. There it is. Okay. Yes, okay. 1997. That... Yeah. Look at that. That is in the Mike Wells wheelhouse right there of Slow Jams. Hey, Jay, sophomore yep. year in college. Sophomore year in college playing that, so you know what was going down back in the day. Oh, you were closing deals all over the place right there. Let me tell you. I was trying. I swung and missed a lot, but I did try. Well, let me tell you this. I'm always up there swinging at the plate. But back then, when I put in some Luther Vandross, the ladies knew what was coming. (laughs) And sometimes liked it. Most of the time didn't. So, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, Hey, you are in heaven right now. Yeah, it's not bad. A Twin Peaks on the south side? Yes, you believe that? But the love for Greenwood right here, the 100th Lodge of Twin Peaks, which is opening here down in Greenwood on County Line Road in Madison. That's pretty special. I know people are excited down here. You do not have to go up to uh, 86th Street on the north side anymore. You are good on the south side hanging out. 
with the peaks. Yeah, it's a big deal down here. There's no doubt about it. We have uh, a lot of their uh, their folks and a lot of dignitaries around here to welcome in Twin Peaks. So, yeah, Southside location. A parking lot party begins here at 4. We've, uh, we're rocking inside at 5 o'clock. So we may never leave, Mike, to be honest with you. I may have to spend the night. And, and it's only a short drive home for you in the morning, so you're good. <laughs> no doubt about that. Hey, by the way, too, Mike, before we get into what we're talking about, I wanted to get people updated. Indiana State and my Sycamores come from behind. They rallied 6-5 over Wright State, College Baseball Regional in Terre Haute. That was game number one. Game number one in Lexington, Ball State blanked by Kentucky 4-0. IU still to come a little after 7 later on tonight down in Lexington. And a shout-out to UND. UND and Millersville in the first round of the D2 Baseball Regionals going on in North Carolina later on today. So I wanted to make sure we gave everybody a lot of baseball love. Hey, Mike, I must say this. I said this to Bob Lovell earlier. This has been an outstanding, both locally in high school and then obviously, collegiately speaking, it has been an outstanding spring for both baseball and softball around here. All right, a couple of things. Uh, first off, have you seen Max Clark play? The, uh, the, the stud. Have you seen him play? I, I have not seen him play. I've only heard the incredible stories and the legend. Yes. that between, And, you know, Laney Center Grove Trojans. Yeah. Their baseball team doing things. Is Ron Colley softball still dominant down there? Yes. And, and, and the Center Grove, I believe, in baseball, they get Columbus North, if I'm accurate about that, in the regional. I think Brownsburg, right? Brownsburg's yeah. in the regional, too, correct? Yes, uh, Brownsburg is playing um, uh, Franklin Central, yeah. and if everybody wins, it could be Brownsburg and Center Grove tomorrow, tomorrow evening. So that could be a good one. And, and back will, to uh, yeah. college, college baseball, what in the world's going on in Lexington, man? Those college teams having to stay in the dorms, no hotels down there in Lexington. Yeah. Well, well you know how they do. You know how they do in Kentucky, right? I mean, they they only have the occasional spot with indoor plumbing, so they had to find that first. But there's some um, there's some uh, I guess big country music festival going on, and I guess the NCAA awarded Lexington with a regional spot, knowing that the hotels would be tough to come by. So yeah, the teams the teams are holed up in the dorms playing that regional down in Lexington because of a country music festival, allegedly. Hey, your boy from, uh, who does radio down there from Kentucky probably set it up that way, man. The guy I did oh, yeah. that time, that, uh, you know what I'm talking about. I can't, can't remember Yeah, his name, you guys don't co-host anymore on ESPN Radio, you and Matt Jones? You I have not, not done together? A, I, I have not done a show with them since. I'm on, to, I'm on tomorrow night from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. I'm not sure who I'm with, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I think Matt, I think Matt Jones has a permanent show on Sunday mornings, if I'm not mistaken. You know, if there's something that Matt Jones is more concerned about with Kentucky Sports Radio than it is, you know, any of the products in the state of Kentucky, it's IE fans. I mean, he's always oh, yeah. worried about what IE fans, what IE is doing, what they're not doing, what fans are thinking. That's like one B. Anything Kentucky and mostly basketball. Here's what I love about Kentucky right now, man. Everybody in Kentucky wants to run John Calipari out on a rail now. That's hilarious to me. I love it. Absolutely love it. 
They want to run him oh, out on a rail. He can't get it done. So, yeah, it took, what, the better part of maybe three years to come to that conclusion that now he can't get it done. But, yeah, Matt, Matt Jones was always, was always kind of had a little side-eye view and was concerned about what IU fans were thinking. Because I remember that day, I think it was like a Sunday afternoon you were on with him. Yeah. Yep. And this is like a national show. And the first topic out of the gate that he brought up with you was IU fans and how they don't understand where IU is now in basketball compared to where it used to be. And I'm thinking, brother, this this isn't like Lexington. This isn't like here. This is like a national show you're doing. So he, he's got a deeply rooted care on what goes on here in the state of Indiana, oddly enough. Oh, uh, no, no. Yes. And we talk about success. Props to Terry Morin and getting that new contract yep. today, too getting, you know, cracking a million-dollar range. So she's done a hell of a job in turning that program around down there at IU and uh, what they're doing on that side of things. It is a little bit odd, is it not, Mike? Because, and, and this is where, like, Mike Woodson, you know, is, is bringing in bodies. You know, Mike Woodson, you know, bringing in talent. Mike Woodson and company recruiting. But it still needs to get back. We still talk a lot more at times about what the other things and the other level of success are going on at IU, which, by the way, is a good thing. Talking about the women's program being where it is right now, that's a good thing. You know, the baseball program of Jeff Mercer being down in Lexington, being back in the in the, the uh, postseason in college baseball, that is a good thing. But now you got to get – IU's got to raise that, that bar. And I bring that up because I was playing hoop last night at Center Grove with Ray Jackson, of course, Trace's yeah. dad. And, and that I – mean, I'm thinking about you had Trace Jackson Davis a year ago who basically was a walking big-time double-double. And, you know – you're hoping to raise the bar even more and losing both that and Jalen Hood Shafino. Uh, this is going to be such a work in progress. I think the early stages are going to be a little bit rough for this group. And hopefully that it's Mike Woodson and company can raise that bar with this squad this year. Because I think that's going to be, even what they brought in via the transfer portal, I think that's going to be more difficult than what people believe it to be right now. Yeah, and here's the thing. You know, right now, you know, everybody's talking about how Trace is not, you know, probably won't be a first-round pick and everything like that. But like you said, he was a walking double-double out there. And from a college standpoint, he was dominant every single night. So people, once, especially when the Big Ten season is going, they're going to be like, man, we really miss Trace down here in Bloomington. You, you, you're gonna, they're going to miss him unless, you know, like you said, the guys from the transfer portal are able to step up and contribute in the type of way that Mike Whitson needs to, not wants to, ways that he needs to be, they need to be able to contribute next season. So Mike Wells of ESPN Radio on coming up tomorrow night, 10 until 1 a.m. ESPN Radio nationally. And Mike is on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. We'll stay in college basketball right here. Um, it was the ultimate decision we all thought would be made. But give me your thoughts on Zach Eady coming back to Purdue and I said this yesterday, Mike, you can play off of it, that nobody really cares what they do in the regular season, yet they yeah. have to be a top team. Nobody cares what you do in the Big Ten Conference Tournament, yet they need to win it. They really punched that clock 
of service in in the NCAA tournament. That's just the way that every Boilermaker fan is going to look at this. With Edie coming back, where do you slot them at the beginning, and where do you think they're going to be at the end? Well, I mean, I think that, you know, obviously with Edie coming back, they're, you know, a top 10, top, maybe top 5 team. But they can go undefeated in the regular season. Undefeated, win the Big Ten tournament, be a number one seed, and people are going to be paranoid that they get upset in the first round of the tournament. Because that's where they're at when you look at their history when the tournament comes. They, they kick butt. Matt Painter, who, you know, I've said a number of times, I'd love him as a basketball coach in the regular season. But when a tournament comes, they continue to tinkle down their legs. And that's what has so many people upset is they're, they're regular season champs. That's what they are. They can win in the regular season, but come tourney time, they don't know how to get the job done. And that's where the uh, Boilermaker uh, face are thinking right now. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's funny. There are so many things that have to be seen to be believed. And we'll get to this coming up in a minute. And I brought this up at the top of the show because the Colts, Mike, are going through OTAs. I mean, you're going to have to see Shaquille Leonard play at a high level again consistently to believe that he can still be what people thought he was going to be, what the Colts thought he was going to be when they extended him with that contract. And it's the same thing for Purdue. I mean, you go through this entire season, it is going to be a grind getting through it and being excited because obviously they're going to win a ton of games. They're probably going to win the Big Ten regular season, probably going to challenge, if not win, the conference tournament. But for Purdue fans, none of that matters. It matters to get there, but it's not going to matter until come March to see what that team does. 100% correct on that one. You you brought up a great point about uh, Shaq Leonard. Everybody's like, okay, he's fine now, but can he get through the season? Can he play without injuries? What are your thoughts when you see these players post – workout videos out there. Are, are, do you get excited or you, are you one of those I need to see you on, on, on the field before I get excited? Yeah, twofold for me, Mike. It's I want to see because there's so little known about Anthony Richardson. I kind of want to see that. I'm interested in that. But as far as putting stock into it, I think there's not a great deal of worth to it. At the same time, I thought Mike Chappell brought up something really smart to me yesterday when he said, what I look for more than anything else is the availability, the injuries. And I think the simple fact that Shaquille Leonard from that that back surgery, there is still that great unknown. And you don't really get led to believe by anybody from the organization that talks about Shaquille Leonard that he's ever going to be what people expect. I mean, there's always going to be that huge doubt that huge skepticism regarding him until, much like we're talking about with the Boilermakers in March, until you see it to believe it. And there's just not much more you can do right now. There's not much you can gather other than that. But I think looking at the injuries, who's participating in OTAs, that's probably the most interesting aspect of it, more so than seeing some of this film of what these guys are doing. Yeah, 100% And, you know, honestly, it sucks that Shaq Leonard is, you know, um, is having to worry about if he can get through a season because we saw what he's like when he's healthy. You know, one of the best uh, players in the league, one of the best defensive players in the league. But my, my concern with him is how is he going to handle things if he hits somebody hard or lands awkward on the back? Every time he goes down weird, is there going to be a situation where 
oh, did he tweak his back? Did he tweak his back? And it may stay like that for the rest of his career, unfortunately. And, you know, you, you hate to see a guy of his talent have questions on what he has. Them. And then, you know, I'm going to be petty. Then we got to listen to him talk about the media. Oh, you guys doubt me, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Using the media as motivation instead of simply wanting to motivate himself to be the best player he can be. I'm going to tell you, I, I think that his motivation and, you know, how he views, you know, so wildly what other people say about him, I think in him trying to get back to be even close to what people thought, even close to what he thought he was going to be, I think that plays a role. I think that, that can help. And it's, it, he's utilized that his entire playing career, certainly, and he's utilized that to his advantage. This is the ultimate test of that, Mike. I think he needs that. I think he needs to soak up you and I talking about how we're apprehensive in our beliefs that he's ever going to be what we thought he was going to be. I think he needs to hear that more than he needs to hear, well, I'm Chris Ballard and I wouldn't bet against it. I mean, that's really telling us, if it's telling us anything, it's telling us, yeah, you know what? I don't have anything to say right now, but I'm really not a believer. Know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't bet against it. Doesn't tell us anything, but we really don't know what to expect moving forward. I think he can utilize all this because he's done it so well. Non-injury division in the past utilized this to try to feed on rehabbing and getting back. If again, if his health, if his body makes it worthy and appropriate of him being able to do it. I hope so, because the reality they they need mm. they need him out there, especially if Anthony Richardson is going to be the week one starter or he's starting early in the season. They're going to need as much help from that defense as possible, because it could be a struggle um, out, out there. Um, the good thing about Anthony Richardson is nobody saw a film of him making horrible throws like they're doing down in Nashville with the Will Levis. Will Levis is getting killed with his inability to throw the football um, down there with the Titans right now. Yeah. Yeah, and that's – I mean, I, and again, I, I just – I'm curious about Richardson, but I don't put really strong thoughts into it you know, until we get to training camp. And then obviously I just, I wanna, I just want him to prove that he's ready to start the season because I don't want to have to talk about how he's not. Because yeah. then all of a sudden, I don't, I don't care his youth. You know, I don't care, well, unfair, unreasonable expectations. The hell with that. I mean, you drafted him at number four. I want to see the number four overall draft selection and your long-term future quarterback. I want to see him hit the ground running. I don't want to be talking about the what-ifs if he's not ready or if they deem him, Mike, not ready. Hey, I don't want to be talking about Gardner Minshew, bro. I'm not coming on here on Fridays in training camp or during the regular season talking about Gardner Minshew. We, we will talk about anything but Gardner Minshew if he's the starting quarterback week one. I, we, we, I just can't do it. I love your brother, but I, I don't want to be discussed. I don't, I don't want to be discussing him early in the season. Nah, man, I, I completely agree with you. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio. You can catch him tomorrow night. 10 p.m. until 1 a.m. In fact, after the JMV takeover, I'll be on my way home. I'll get to turn him on a little bit for that final like hour that. as I'm on my way home. So, yeah. I like that. Hey, uh, my, my, girl, my girl Laney playing this weekend? Laney and uh, girls are playing in Franklin, I think, tomorrow. So Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
I don't know what they're doing, but that's where they're playing, I think, tomorrow. Tomorrow and <laughs> Sunday in Franklin. So I'll right. head down I there with Laney and Grace. I hope they so. win. That's all I care about. You guys on the road this weekend? No, luckily we're we're at home. We are um, up in uh, Westfield, so uh, not not so ah. local. I was in Fort Wayne last weekend, and hey, um, I didn't get a chance to mess with you um, that Friday. How was Carb Day? It was as advertised. It was it's one of my favorite days of the year. It was wild, and I got to apologize to you too because no, no, oh, we, we, God, we were no. all over this. We were all over the stinking map on Friday, and uh, that was my bad on that. So, no, oh my God, brother! I told you, like I told you in the text, not a big deal, man. And I've had to cancel on you guys, so I just wanted to be on card day so I can hear how you sounded while you were enjoying yourself, and also. You could tell me what the people watching was like, what it was like looking at everybody all day long as they were sloppy drunk walking around out there. No, it was great. I mean, it was great. I always get that the picture of everybody in Pagoda Plaza listening to the show, giving me the finger. So that part was good. So we went over to see Brian Adams. That was fun. Now, honestly, Mike, it was it was great. I did Saturday night, the JMV Takeover, new record. I went from 6 until 2 a.m., with endless amounts of phone calls. That's eight hours of all-request music, which was great. And I uh, went out. Blake was with me. We went out, and um, I got 45 minutes of sleep in the car and then uh, got up at about 5 a.m., went over there, 6 a.m. until 11, did pre-race show. It was glorious. It really was. Holy, holy cow, man. So, yeah, Man, it's, it hey, was fun. Hey, it's, once I, a year, it's, it's once a year, so you got to enjoy it. Let me tell you this. Somebody had mentioned earlier, hey, I think you're the hardest working guy. I, I'm not the hardest working guy, but I damn straight have the most fun of any guy around. I can tell you that right now. I mean, there's nobody that's going to have more fun doing this and doing other forms of radio than me. You, you, can, you can say, you, listen, you, you are one of the hardest working guys. I'm just glad you don't go around saying you're – the hardest working guy like others uh, used to like to do. So that's all I care about, man. <laughs> hey, before I let you go, one more quick thing regarding the Pacers. All right. There are going to be decisions that need to be made as this draft is three weeks from, I believe, last night um, approaches. So do you think that the Chad Buchanan and Kevin Pritchard, do you think they go the route of continuing to build with, with young talent, that's on a, a rookie contract, or do they parlay some of these so-called assets together and believe that they're ahead of schedule and go after somebody more established in this offseason? What's the path? I think there's the point right now. We opened this segment for the first time ever talking about baseball. Chad Buchanan and Kevin Pritchard need to be in the batter's box, and they need to swing for the fence. Go big. Go big now. Use some of these young assets to get a player that can help get you in the mix of the Eastern Conference in the playoffs. You gotta, you gotta have. You, you need to give Halliburton and Mathurin some help, and let's get another. Let's get a guy, an established vet that can help do that to help them get into the playoffs. Because this whole uh, being at the bottom and meaning, you know, ninth or tenth or eleventh or 12th in the Eastern Conference, I'm, t- I'm tired of this, bro. They need to be playing in the middle of April, late April, early May. That's what they need to be doing next season. I'm there with you. 
Like, here, here's the reason why I even bring this up. When I had Chad Buchanan on, and I mentioned, you know, how we got to this, – this process now has been expedited. Uh, it's, it's been expedited. This is what people are going to expect because he mentioned 23, 24, and then 24, 25. And I went, wait, 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 wait a minute. All right, 24, 25 is going to be a whole new level of considerations and expectations. Yeah, this is getting back. It, it's time. Like I mentioned, you know, punching that clock with Anthony Richardson, right, of expectations. You punch that clock this offseason with the Pacers here moving forward. And, and to me, you can have all these, this flexibility and the cap for the future and all these young guys. The hell with that. If you're capable of parlaying some assets and getting a dude that can help you in the present move forward, then I'm all for it. Yeah, come on now. They've been talking about the cap and the future for years now. Yeah. Let, let, let's, worry, let's worry about current times right now. And props to Frank Vogel. He went from Paul George to who knows who the hell he had in Orlando to LeBron James. Now he's got Devin Booker yep. and Kevin Durant. Yep. Yep. Not bad. Not bad gig if you can get it. Hey, Mike, exactly. tell my, tell my girl too. Layla to have a great weekend, and um, we'll see what happens. I, I got to take Laney and Grace to Franklin tomorrow, so we'll see what happens there. <laughs> so, I'm sure to be fun. I'll check in with you this weekend. You got it, buddy. I appreciate you, Mike. By the way, 10 p.m. until 1 a.m., Mike Wells, ESPN Radio, not with Matt Jones, but with somebody else. <laughs> exactly, brother. All right, I'll talk to you. You got it, man. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio. Tomorrow night, you can catch him on ESPN Radio nationally. The grand opening of the 100th Twin Peaks location. We are in Greenwood today. Uh, Parking lot party going on right now. Doors officially open at 5 o'clock. We're looking for you here. More to come, including it is our virgin segment of Hashtag Ask Pat for 2023 going on here. And Hashtag Ask Pat with your questions. Somebody could win a very expensive meat thermometer. And I love it. The fact we're giving away a meat thermometer thrills me endlessly. Hashtag Ask Pat for your questions. Pat Sullivan still to come next. JJ after 5, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Wow. I don't know what to say. I guess, well, I guess the only thing I can say is I'll promise to keep rocking and rolling making better films. 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. All right, welcome back here. The grand opening of Twin Peaks. We're down in Greenwood, the 100th Lodge. Thank you for joining us. 
Mike Wells, ESPN Radio, tomorrow night, 10 p.m. until 1 a.m. ESPN Radio nationally. Oh, yeah, out in the parking lot, having a party. The door's open coming up here at 5 o'clock. Uh, Joe Hummel, the COO of Twin Peaks. The 100th is here in Greenwood. Now two in central Indiana to join the Castleton location as we are here with you. JJ, Jeremiah Johnson coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, Valley Sports Indiana. But joining us now, we are proud to have him back. Hashtag Ask Pat in full effect right now. So here's what happens. Hashtag Ask Pat. All your questions in. And if James back of the studio selects you, you can be the winner of $100 in value. The most glorious meat thermometer ever invented. The most incredible meat thermometer ever created. It's called the meter. And Pat Sullivan of Sullivan Hardware and Garden is here to tell us more. John, how the are you? Meter. It, and it is the meter, M-E-A-T-E-R. I just love meter. meat thermometer. And I know That's you don't fun. care about meters, but this meter is hot, hot, hot. Because it was, I mean, it was a huge, it's been huge for Christmas the last couple of years. It is wireless. It actually, you know, it goes in your meat. I've got to know the, I've got to know the inner, i got the inner temperature of my meat. Wi-Fi. Yes. It's oh, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. You hook it what? to your phone. Wi-Fi you, for my meat you thermometer. Stick the th- you, hit, you stick the meter mm-hmm. in your meat. Tell me all about it. And then you set, on, on the program is on your phone, and then you set it, and it'll send you alerts. And uh, no more messy wires that you're mm. coming out of the hood of the grill. The hell with those wires. The meter, and you can get a four-pack, uh, a four-pack. So that you can have uh, four, di- you'd be uh, maintaining four different things on your uh, on your phone. That's not bad whatsoever. No, that's the incredible. Meter. What are they? One hundred dollars in value. They're ninety nine ninety nine. That's nice, right there. Hashtag Ask Pat. Get the questions going. By the way, great Father's Day gift. By the that way, that is a great Father's Day yeah. idea right there for you because we got a lot of meat Give smokers the out meter. there right here. Meat smokers. Again, internal temperatures of my meat. I this never thought about. This place is crazy, man. Look how many people are how showing up. How about that in here. the parking lot right now? The yeah. doors aren't open yet. I know it. It is crazy. Do you know uh, the term "buffalo check"? So where was the the koozie I'm, that I just saw? Right the, here. Okay, that the red, uh, yes. and black. That's called buffalo check. It's not plaid. No, it's called buffalo check, and it's kind of a, a big Christmas. Uh, it's a very wholesome Christmas, like. Uh, a lot of kids come in to ride the train, and they're wearing right. Buffalo Check pajamas. Ah, and I was Buffalo noticing uh, the staff here at Twin Peaks have brought uh, new meaning to Buffalo Check. Yeah, it's an so, impressive event we got going on yeah. out here in the parking so lot. So it's, uh, it's. I can't a imagine little... when they open up the door. This is the parking lot right here. Wait until they open up the doors. Yeah. Nice day for it, too. Sullivan Hardware and Garden. It's Pat Sullivan. Nice building. Ground up, right? They yeah. build these things. Nope, brand nope, new. nope. This once upon a time was a Logan's Roadhouse. Was it really? That has reemerged into wow. this. It sure as hell didn't look like this. No, it did not. No. But, uh, no, this is great. Nice job. Yeah, and here in Greenwood when everybody's excited about that. Hey, by the way, too, James, let me know at 239 239- 1070. If anybody wants to call in and ask Pat Sullivan anything from smoking meats to grilling out to um, landscaping to gardening to bugs being a problem to having moles in your yard, RIP Rusty the Mole Man. We miss you very much. What happened to Rusty? 
God, Rusty is no soul. longer with us. I'm yeah. so sorry to hear Rusty that. Rusty was awesome, yeah. by the way. I miss Rusty. I don't know how I missed that. You know I'm surprised you right did not there. announce that on our Saturday radio yeah, show. Yeah, the Saturday morning radio show we'll get to coming up in a minute. But 239-1070, James, let me know if anybody's on, on hold here in a minute to uh, talk to Pat Sullivan about that. I mentioned the Saturday show. How's that going? Uh, it is going uh, well. It is, uh, you know what, it is four hours of fun. We did the uh, the 500 Festival Parade last week. You called in. You oh, called in at a perfect time, too. Perfect. Rarely do I there, do that. There was yeah. a, uh, a gap in the parade, <laughs> and uh, so we had a little downtime. It was perfect. Perfect timing. Rarely do I do that. All right. Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden tomorrow morning, 93 WIBC, 9 a.m. until 1. You've got the Home and Garden Show along with Pat, Denny Smith, and Terry Stacy. I think Allison's still a part of it yes, as well, she which is. is awesome. Yep. Is Kalen running your board? Kalen was so good on race day. Kalen does a great job. We I believe we have, we'll have Chris. We've been kind of having a – people have trouble yes. working with me, and I don't understand why, so it's kind of a musical chair of uh, who comes in. Hashtag ask Pat for this incredible meat thermometer that can hook up to your Wi-Fi. 239-1070. Mike is on the board with us today. Mike, thanks for joining the show. How are you? Hey, gentlemen. So first of hey, all, Mike. Pat, I believe, and this is kind of under the radar, but I believe John and Katz are sort of having a barbecue feud um, that you may need to step in and referee. Um, I've, I've, I've seen some back and forth between the two of them. So. Yeah. <laughs> it right. And I tell you what. Yeah. I, hate to, I wouldn't want to get too close to that one. We got to do that again, though, right? We got to do another summertime smoke off we are doing we are doing a brisket uh cook off we oh, are we're it. trying to we'll be throwing some dates your way to uh try to raise a little money i imagine your charity once again will be teacher teachers treasures. treasures shout out to margaret yes yep. and then uh, i think we'll get wells in there are you, are you somebody suggesting we get cats in here too it's like oh really? yeah tony i mean tony thinks he's like myron mixon now the only thing that's comparable to Myron Mixon is Myron Mixon's really good at smoking meat. They both have beards, but Tony Katz, like, bathes his in Grecian formula, and Myron doesn't. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's it's a big a, difference. That is strong. No, actually, Tony's really good at it. Tony, and I, I admire Tony a great deal because we both watch the old reruns of Barbecue Grillmaster. So that's where nice. that's where I get my ideas from. Myron we might Mixon. have to put and cats big in this. Case on. Why Maybe don't you we put, should make this a three-way thing. Yeah, that's Tony. I bet Tony would do it in a okay. minute. All right. Yes. All right. In a minute. What else you got, Mike? So, Pat, when it comes to mulch, and we all know there's there's different colors of mulch, and there's good mulch and there's bad mulch. But how do you know you're buying the best mulch and the right mulch um, for well, your for your beds? I would tell you the things that you may want to avoid. Uh, cypress mulch, which used to be like that used to be number one. The problem with cypress mulch is it does not decompose. So it, when it loses its color, it becomes a task because you're going to have to, you know, you, you, and then next year you'll lay another layer and maybe the third year another layer, but eventually you got to get rid of it. So that's why I do not like cypress as much. I like a dyed mulch because regular hardwood mulch after about six, seven weeks will turn gray. And then that beautiful look that you had in the spring all of a sudden is gray. So I would recommend a dyed mulch and then I would recommend a double or triple ground mulch because that way it uh, it just has a nicer look to it and will compost itself better so that next year you're ready to uh, top dress it with another layer. I understand you're in business, and I get that. Is the bag mulch sufficient, or do we, you need to go to a, a mulch peddler, I guess? I don't let, me ask you, uh, <laughs> let me ask you a question uh, kind of about your personal life. How... 
How many, do you go to a lot of parties? Are you kind of a social guy? Do you go to a lot of cocktail parties? Because if you do, mulch and how many yards of mulch is a really, really popular one-upsmanship at a cocktail party. You know, I get four, four yards of mulch. I got 10 and ran out, 10 yards. So if, if you're in that situation, you may want to get bulk. For the rest of us, a uh, bagged mulch probably, because I, I will tell you that people tend to order too much mulch. And even the mulch companies try to explain to people how, how, to, how to do the uh, math. But that cocktail party thing kind of rolls in. So bag mulch, then you make sure that you don't over or you, you don't have it too thick. You don't have it up on the trunk of trees. Uh, you get a nice uh, one and a half, two inch uh, layer of it instead of trying to hide 10 yards of mulch around your yard. Mike, I appreciate you. Have a great Thanks, weekend. OK, thanks, Bye-bye. Mike. It's uh, Mike. Hashtag ask Pat. 239-1070 is the number. Let's go to Andrew on Twitter. Hashtag Ask Pat. Why my knockout roses look more like Glass Joe this year? They've had minimal growth back from the trim branches, and they just look feeble. Is it the winter extremes here or just me? You know what? We had this uh, flash Operator freeze error. on December 23rd when it went from uh, being the lows in the 30s uh, and to minus nine. And, yeah. it, and it did whack quite a few things, mainly uh, boxwoods, hydrangeas, Pacassandra, ivy. The, most of, the, uh, most of the, the knockouts did okay. I question whether he uh, trimmed off the dead wood. So yeah. you got to get rid of the dead wood. Uh, everyone knows that. And, uh, and then I would fertilize them once a month all the way through the month of August. John, pay attention to me. I am. I'm talking about well, knockout roses. It. Well, when the buffalo whatever walked Buffalo by, check. I was just going to draw to it. I'll never think of buffalo check the like same a, way. Like a moth to a flame burned by the yes, fire. Yes, it's the That's staff here at the Twin right Peaks yeah. rocking the buffalo check. Hashtag Pat. I was mowing the yard early this week and noticed a green shrub that looks like a miniature evergreen bush, but it was probably four by four in size inch-wise in diameter. I'm wondering what kind of plant this is. That's from Sean. Hashtag Aspat. Probably, uh, probably a juniper, um, if, I would, if I had to guess. Uh, there is some weed, broadleaf weeds that kind of take on the, an evergreen look. Yeah. But uh, birds tend to drop those seeds, and you see uh, kind of volunteer junipers pop up in different places. You can just pull it or, or zap it with a little bit of, uh, I mean, I guess if you have, did he say whether there's multi? If it's all over, it's probably a broadleaf weed, and I would just kill it with weed be gone. Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden, WIBC tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. That's the Home and Garden Show. Highly anticipate that. 239-1070. I believe it's John up next. Hello, John. How are you? John dropped. Is Pat there? Pat talking to Pat at 239-1070. Hello, Pat. Uh, Hi, John. Hi, Pat. Hey, um, got a couple. Got a couple quick questions for you. First of all, um, on vent on a crawl space, do you open those up during the summer still, or what, what's the what's the idea? Because my wife and I you know, bought a I, house last last fall and just yeah. You know. What What does she think? You guys aren't having a fight over it or anything? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. All right. Then uh, you want to close them. Generally, the new rule of uh, thumb, uh, now there's some caveats to it. You want to condition the space like any other part of your home. And so that would mean, you know, that you encapsulate it, whether you're doing that uh, using one of the companies professionally encapsulated or doing it kind of a a homeowner's uh, 
brand of it and running the, the plastic, uh, the poly up the wall and sealing it. And then you close those vents and you keep them closed because what you don't want to do is you don't want to introduce warm, moist air into the crawl space during the summer months because now with our cooling uh, ducts running through there, condensation will form and then you have moisture. Okay, good deal. One you other quick it. question. One yep. other quick question. Um, peonies, how, when do you trim those back? Uh, I would let them uh, kind of die back because they've, they're just kind of getting done blooming. And so you want them to store all the energy that they can. And then once they're uh, sickly little, I would uh, maybe either tie them up or just cut them back. But I would, I would okay. wait a while until they start to turn yellow. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. You, you got it. Hashtag ask Pat, 239-1070. Pat Sullivan. Sullivan Hardware and I'm Garden roasting us. over here. I know that's the, a great, the sun. It's a great seat that you gave. The, your, the sun is going to play a significant role coming up in just a little bit. I can see it. I'm moving stuff around um, as we speak. Hashtag Ask Pat from Corbin. I just got two cold, hearty bananas. I transplanted it into a larger pot, but they're hurting. Will they come back, or did they get shocked? Too bad. So he got them. He got them last year, but they were in a pot. Right. So there's the problem. Uh, The uh, Musa Bazu, I believe, is what that is. Right on. Uh, They they die all the way back to the ground, and then they will come up. But you have to have them into the ground because if you have them sitting in a pot, they're uh, they get the freeze and thaw of the winter. Yeah. And uh, thus, then you get a little bit of a problem. So I would say if they were not in the ground, they probably are not going to come back. If they were in the ground, hang on, uh, because they, they may still come back. They, it takes a little bit of time, and if you do it again, put them in the ground, put a heavy layer of mulch uh, around them in the fall. All right. You looking at the buffalo check again? I yeah, am. kids come in, they're dressed in uh, uh, yeah. pajamas for Christmas. It's just like the that. The buffalo check, and now, now I'm just like that. The, just the take staff it a, members Taking a pause for the cause right yeah. here. Know what yeah. I mean? Hey, we're at Twin Peaks. The grand opening, the 100th Lodge, is going on down here in Greenwood. County Line and Madison. The doors officially open here. Top of the hour, 5 o'clock. About 16 minutes as we have a parking lot party going on right now. More to come, 239-1070 or hashtag AskPat. The debut episode of hashtag AskPat. Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden. Your chance to win a very expensive meat thermometer. Coming you know, up here, you keep just a saying bit. it's expensive, but it's it's really it's worth cost efficient. It's it's very cost it's efficient quality for the, the love the of smokers of meat. It's yes. called the meter. The meter. In fact, I think it's called the meter that's plus. M e a t e r. The meter plus meter. is even better than the meter. Yeah, that's right. Somebody's going to win that meter. Hashtag Ask Pat two three nine ten seventy. JJ, top of the hour and more from Twin Peaks, the grand opening in Greenwood on ninety three five and one zero seven five. The fan. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, 
and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. The 100th Lodge opening is Twin Peaks, right? Just so happens the second one here in central Indiana. The original is at 82nd Street. Up in Castleton. We're at County Line Road in Greenwood looking for you. The doors are about set to open up here at 5 o'clock. A couple of Colts players here, too. Uh, Sagan Lobi is here. I think the linebacker, he's got an interesting story, too. Uh, we'll get into that. And uh, Malik Turner, the wide receiver, also here. We'll dive into that coming up with them. About 5.30, JJ after 5. Hashtag ask Pat. Pat Sullivan. Sullivan Hardware and Garden has You know they're throwing returned. axes over there. I know it. You ever done that? No, it I haven't either. so dangerous. It's I do it at really store occasionally. to me. Occasionally we'll throw. It. When I was in high school, we used to throw axes around the hardware. No, did you? A bit, yeah. This has become kind of a deal. Yeah. Right? Who knew? We were trendsetters. I, yeah, I had no I I know it. I've never we tried been. to get him to stick in the birdseed bags. Is it fun to throw an axe? Well, it looks I mean, like am I missing out? No. Yeah, I didn't know if I'm missing out or not. Hmm. Just it's kind of dangerous. I mean, is there um, like guidance over there? Uh, there is guidance? some guidance. There's some guidance. There's also <laughs> some ricocheting going on. <laughs> I saw the ricocheting I, happening I would, there. I would probably want some steel-toed shoes. Thank you very Thank much. You. A little bit of water. Thank you. All right. Uh, Sullivan Hardware and Garden, what's the big uh, we got a big deal going on. Oh, tell me all uh, about the big it deal. It is uh, Remembering Rita, my mother who had Alzheimer's, and we uh, do a fundraiser every year for her yep. called uh, Remembering Rita. So it is at our Keystone location. We'll have a run, uh, I believe, from... Uh, 10 or 11 until 1 or 2. See how great I am? Ah, that's all right. We'll, oh, we'll figure that money. out. But it's a, you know, you make a donation. We got a barbecue. We got a band. There's beer. There's wine. And uh, a great cause. So. And tomorrow's show, you, Denny, Terry. Yeah, we'll, we'll be out there. We'll Allison. be out in the store. That's going to be outstanding. So, yep. I then, love being on the show. I don't know what time. I think Lenny has a game at 10.05. You know what? Probably after uh, that. It's kind of funny because Lenny uh, called me, which is kind of unusual. <laughs> uh, and she said, if there's any way that you could get my dad to come out to your show rather than to my the game. game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, that's familiar. Yeah. That would be my Laney Lou right there for sure. But, yeah, probably at some point after 11 tomorrow, I'll give you guys a call. and uh, That would be great. We'll we do this little it. pop the balloon thing, too, where, every, all, like, all the plants are on sale, all the decor. Yeah. And you get between 10 and 69% off. You pop the balloon because 69 years in businesses. But here's what we always You know what I learned a long time ago? What's that? We always say 10 to 69%. And I'll tell your audience, there are no 10s. Because when you get a 10% off, you feel like a loser. So yeah. we just ad- advertise 10 to 69%, but the lowest you're going to get is 15 that's a little secret for your audience. I had no idea. Yeah, because people... Is that a secret people, or a oh, We want people to have fun. They open up go, oh, it's 10. <laughs> this way, they open up to 15, they're happy. I got it. They want happy people, just like here at Twin Peaks. They want everybody to be happy. Look at the line. Thanks for coming down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it's glad to have you back. Hashtag Ask Pat. James is going to pick a winner for that uh, $100 in value meat that thermometer. Meter. I'm the telling meter. you, it is awesome. It the is meter. Awesome. For those of you out there that are smoking your own meats or getting into that craze, the meter is exceptional. You stick this thing in your meat. Hashtag Ask Pat. Pat Sullivan, Denny, and Terry coming up tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. on the Home and Garden Show. Yep. 
on WIBC. And we'll talk to you sometime after 11. You got it, buddy. Thank All you, right, Pat. Thanks, man. Pat Appreciate Sullivan it. with us here at Twin Peaks, the grand opening, Southside Greenwood location, the 100th large in Twin Peaks history is going on here. JJ on the other side, some NBA and a couple of Colts players in the 5 o'clock hour as well. The book on OTAs today and a lot more coming up in the 5 o'clock hour and your lovely face with us at the grand opening at Twin Peaks. They're going to open the doors coming up in a couple of minutes. You need to be here. We're on the northeast side of the Greenwood Park Mall parking lot. It is Twin Peaks, location in Greenwood. 93.5107.5 The Fed. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love. Hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Well, wait just a minute. Did anybody f- Knock anymore. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. It is my bad. I've truly neglected the lounge. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live. Hey, uh, let's turn this around so we can see the people going in. <laughs> right here if we can. We'll get it off of me just for a second. See the people going in. The grand opening of Twin Peaks here in Greenwood is happening right now. The doors for the first time officially open. This will mark the 100th. Ooh, look at me right there. Hi. The 100th Lodge with Twin Peaks overall here in Greenwood off of County Line Road, County Line in Madison, northeast side of the Greenwood Park Mall parking lot as they are going in right now. A couple of Colts players are hanging out too. We'll talk to them coming up at the bottom of the hour. Maybe a tad bit of anything goes in the 6 o'clock hour to get ready for your weekend. Pat Sullivan and a shout out to Pat for coming down here. Sullivan Hardware and Garden and the Home and Garden Show Saturday mornings on 93 WIBC from 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. with our friend Denny Smith and Terry Stacy coming at you tomorrow. And I did want to give a shout out to Sundown Gardens. They're coming over and doing landscape for me tomorrow. So Sundown Gardens, thank you guys very much. Just hugely a part of what I do and my show every day. Thank you guys very much, certainly for that. Also, we got Rick Springfield, the Hooters, and Tommy Two-Tone tickets to give away here before the end of the show as well. That show is coming up. TCU Amphitheater. It is in August and will be, I promise you this, an absolute blast. But the doors are open. Scratch food at its best. The coldest beer anywhere. Twin Peaks, the new location. Now two in central Indiana. This one off County Line Road in Greenwood. Meantime, a couple of scoreboard updates for you as well. Indiana State come from behind. 6-5 over Wright State, that Terre Haute Regional in college baseball in the playoffs. It was something. They were down basically the entirety of the game, came back 6-5, a winner over Wright State. Next up over in Terre Haute tonight after 7 will be North Carolina and Iowa. Meantime, Ball State blanked earlier today by Kentucky down into Lexington. 
IU has ended, I believe, with West Virginia coming up a little after 7 in Lexington and that regional later on tonight. And a shout-out to UND, UND, and Millersville in North Carolina. Round 1 of the D2 Baseball Regionals. The uh, Greyhounds have had a spectacular year looking for more. So a lot of great baseball going on. And uh, we're going to talk a little hoop right now. Denver off to a one-zip best-of-seven NBA final start, really throttling the heat last night in the Mile High City. We'll talk about that and more Pacer stuff as well from Valley Sports Indiana. Friend of the show, Jeremiah Johnson, joins us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Listen, I didn't expect the heat to win last night, but I did expect a little bit more. It seemed like that everything the Heat had done as an eight seed in the East to get to that point went haywire for them with a much better team last night. You agree? I think so. It would make sense that maybe they were just a little bit out of gas. I know a lot is made of the altitude, but anybody that we talk to when we make our once yearly trip to Denver says that it, it does affect them. And if you think about Miami, they had to fly to Boston for a game they had hoped to not have to fly to, and then they flew directly from Boston to Denver. And they are shorthanded right now, consider the injuries that they've already had in this playoff series and even before that. So it, it was a little bit logical that Denver would come out fired up. You thought maybe Miami's chance could be that Denver was a little rusty to start with, but Denver is just a really well-balanced team right now, and they're getting help from a variety of areas. I still wouldn't count the Heat out. I think that's when they play their best is when people say, ah, they're not going to be able to do it. And so I, I really expect a, a closer and more competitive game, too. So uh, Jeremiah Johnson, Valley Sports Indiana, is on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. People are going to say, well, you know, that's the product that you cover. That's what you work. People are going to tell me the same thing. You know, that's your content. That's what you cover. Uh, I know this. We both love basketball immensely. This postseason, make no mistake, has been, I think, one of the greatest we have seen in years. Full disclosure. Yeah, I think I think the unpredictability is what I've enjoyed the best. Not the best. Now you could say that you still had uh, lower seated teams that had Steph Curry and LeBron James advance, and so that's that's the thing that I like about Denver is though even though they have a two-time MVP, I feel like they're more of a team-based approach, and they're a new face in the finals, and that's what I particularly enjoy. I wasn't, even though the Lakers were what a six or a seven seed, and same with the Warriors. I was looking forward to seeing someone different in the finals, and I think NBA fans will embrace this new look finals. And I think they also appreciated the fact that it had a little bit of a March Madness feel to it at times with a couple of buzzer beaters. And also this Miami Heat team, I, I counted them out when they were down to the Bulls in the fourth quarter of the play-in tournament. I, I To be honest, I'm not a big Heat culture fan, <laughs> but I, I've, I've appreciated what they've been able to do as an eight seed and as a team that many had counted out. So that is also cool. I mean, I remember when the Denver Nuggets were an eight seed and I thought it was the most amazing thing ever that they won a first round series. I didn't feel the same romance for Miami because they didn't feel like that big of an underdog, but to get to the finals as an eight seed, as a team that had to go through the play in tournament. And then also, yeah, one of their best scorers and shooters, Tyler Hero got hurt in that first round series. I think you have to uh, appreciate the fact that maybe moving forward, you can enter the playoffs thinking anybody has a chance, not just, two or three teams. So JJ, who joins us as well, and I, I agree, I think it's the unpredictability 
Because oftentimes, J.J., especially with NBA in mind, fans kind of get, well, the feeling that, you know, it's going to be the, the teams in general, we always expect to be there. The stars in general, we always expect to be there. And you know, you're talking about the unpredictability of wins and losses. And I'll also bring this up. I mean, I have seen as many road wins, I think, it seems, in this postseason for teams than we have seen seemingly in forever. It's been amazing. Absolutely. I, that is a good point. And the one team that's dominant at home and that we'll, we'll have to watch over the next two weeks is Denver. And so we'll see if, if that if that can continue where we've seen the road teams have a lot of success. The other thing I was thinking watching even some of the hockey and some of the NBA playoff games, it does seem like a lot of clinching games go to the road team, does it not? Even even in the finals in recent years, so many times I feel like the championship ceremony or the conference final ceremony happens on the visiting team's court. That's maybe something to keep in mind, that maybe there's so much pressure on a home team where you're expected to win. And even if you let up just a little bit, you think, oh, well, the home fans, they'll help us out. Um, these guys that are on the road, they're not intimidated, they're not scared, and they go into these games thinking they can win. So that's why I think game two will be, it'll be fascinating to see Miami, what they have left. Will, will Tyler Hero come back? Um, but again, I think the way this uh, entire playoff series has gone and really this entire month and a half, it bodes well for the future of the NBA and even let's bring it back full circle. It brings it back to thinking the Pacers might have a chance to make a run sooner rather than later because of how wide open it does feel like the league is right now. So we just get Miles um, and Matherin like hanging out in game one last night to hang out. Is that the only reason why they're out there doing their uh, Peyton Manning impression or what? <laughs> I don't know. I was shocked when I first saw the Benedict Matherin photo on Twitter that he was serving as a reporter during the finals because uh, he's just a rookie. He was a little bit shy at times, but I did feel like over the course of the year he was better and better in the interview setting. But I just appreciate that because I'm going to need to talk to him on a regular basis, and I like the fact that uh, he's getting some practice and some reps. And anytime he can have a little extra bonding with a guy like Miles Turner, that's, that's, that works as well. Nah, yeah, I would agree, too. It, it just seems like this team, and I, we, we can say this about it, and, and maybe I have zero idea. You certainly would have more than I. But, you know, we had Tyrese Halliburton on the pre-race show with us this past Sunday. I mean, awesome uh, with what he did in the pace car. It seems like that this group embraces everything here locally, and also, most importantly, because we talk about this, and it's probably an overused term, the culture of a team, it seems like a group that digs hanging out with one another off the court, too, which I, I do think when it's real and it happens is incredibly important. It did help last season that the team got off to a pretty good start, and I think that will go a long way towards that chemistry continuing. So the, the team was in a good mood early in the season. They were, you know, building a foundation. They were forging relationships. And Tyrese Halliburton was leading the way. And so it was great being able to travel again this season, to be able to really witness and to feel some of that camaraderie. It was tough for me to know from afar the two previous seasons and when the previous era of the Pacers uh, started to kind of go sideways. A lot of guys were injured, but maybe there wasn't the feel and the chemistry and the camaraderie and you needed a little bit of a reset. So uh, credit the organization for making the, the decision when they did to go in a different direction. But I think even more than that, 
to really targeting and going after somebody like Tyrese Halliburton that you can put as your face of the franchise and you know he's going to get along with the second player on the team, the 10th player on the team, the guy on the two-way contract, and he also respects the coaching staff. And also, um, he took maybe a week off, and from everything I've heard, he's been in the gym on a regular basis with a lot of the first and second-year guys that were, uh, you know, you can't make them come in for workouts, but a lot of those guys were told I think it was in their best interest to be back and to go through a little bit of a a late April, maybe early May uh, workout session. And, and it's those guys, and then Tyrese Halliburton's there as well, something he does not need to do. I know building strength was something that he made a top priority for this offseason. So I look forward to seeing how he looks in a uniform on media day in October and September so he can go in and finish through contact just a little bit better because he can do about all those other things um, as good as you could ask for and maybe even improve a little bit defensively. But I love the fact that from day one, Tyrese has embraced Indiana, has embraced Indianapolis, has really uh, not run away from this role model, this face of the franchise role. And I think the players look up to him as well, and they enjoy playing with him. And that can help when you're trying to get free agents. It's a, Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And listen, J.J., this is the first kind of feeling like that, like what you just mentioned, that honestly we've had around here in a long damn time. Seriously. Yeah, I often went during the course of last season, I was comparing a little bit to that 2017-18 season because that was probably the most enjoyable start-to-finish season that I had. And I do think that the beginning of the Victor Oladipo era and while Sabonis was still young and really bursting onto the scene and the veterans that you had, how well they complemented that group, that, that, that was a group that you probably shouldn't take for granted. That was one that came together way above expectations and a little quicker than anyone thought. But it didn't have the staying power for a variety of reasons, obviously the injuries. But you had a guy like you know Darren Collison that was maybe towards the end of, of his career. And, and Thaddeus Young, maybe to play at an elite level, was towards the end. With the group you have right now, you could see it lasting quite a bit longer. And also, with Tyrese Halliburton, the age that he has, the enthusiasm that he has, and it's all genuine. I'm not going to say anything about anybody else, but I just I really feel it like you're saying as good as it's been in quite some time. And I think this is an era that uh, fans are going to enjoy. So enjoy following what they do in the offseason. But I tell you what, I can't wait for the schedule to come out in August, and I can't wait to get back to work in late September. All right, you talk about the excitement of this postseason. We both kind of alluded to that a little bit earlier. And Jeremiah Johnson of Valley Sports Indiana is on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Twin Peaks, their grand opening is going on now with people entering the building here in Greenwood off of County Line Road. So do you think or do you expect, probably better phrased, the Pacers offseason to be equally as exciting as the NBA on the court offseason product has been to this point? I think the entire NBA is going to be wild this offseason. If the coaching changes are any indication, I think fasten your seatbelts. When you think about you know, three of the four best records in the entire NBA and, and their coaches are dismissed, not that I endorse that, but it just shows how many teams are really trying to go for it. And they're not satisfied if they don't make a deep run. And so I think with that, you're going to have teams that have new coaches and maybe new leadership, and they're going to try to reset their rosters. You have the teams that have 
struggled a little bit that are bursting onto the scene that are going to have some really good draft picks. And you have a team like the Pacers that's ready to take that next step as well. And so I think it'll be a busy offseason. The draft will be fascinating to watch, but I'm almost as in, interested in what happens in late June and early July as I am the draft because I think there are some real possibilities there for this team to improve the roster and really make, make some headway that can help them when they start camp in September. Well, I, I phrased it kind of up this way a little bit earlier is that there, there are a couple of different paths, I think, that, that Kevin Pritchard and Chad Buchanan can take. It's, it's one where you can continue to go, you know, in the direction you have been and utilize rookie contracts and, you know, that cap flexibility. Or you can utilize these built-up assets you've accumulated. And if you feel maybe the product, J.J., is ahead of what you're perceived before this started schedule, you can go out there and try to, to maybe wrangle in some already producing at the NBA level product to go for it on a little earlier schedule. I mean, you do have some flexibility here really both ways if you look at it. I think what Kevin Pritchard said at the end of the season press conference is accurate, that they're going to try to thread the needle and not sacrifice the future assets and the, the long-term goal of being a championship team and, and maybe what some of those young players can do for you, but also improve the roster. So you're not going to see them make a trade where you're giving up uh, 26, 27, 29, and 30. They're not going to do that. But maybe one of those future first-round draft picks does help you get someone that you can plug in at the three or the four right now and make you a team that can really go toe-to-toe with some of these elite teams in the Eastern Conference and the entire NBA. And I do think they skipped a step. I think it's – and that's okay. You know, if, in their perfect world, I don't think that they thought that even though – they're picking seventh and you know they weren't even in the play-in game I think what they did is they found some things and they're ready to maybe make that step a year earlier than maybe they would have thought when they were putting this entire thing together just prior to the trade deadline a, a year or two ago so I agree with you the draft's important but I'll put equal importance on a veteran that that you could see come in and start in on day one that's just me thinking out loud you have to have the right player that player has to maybe have a willingness to want to join your team or you know maybe if it's someone that's on a contract that's expiring that wants to you have to go through back channels maybe and say does this person want to be here but if there is a fit right there there's nothing wrong I think right now with adding one or two players that are ready to jump in and play right now along with adding a guy that could be a star in the future no and that's that flexibility we're talking about I mean you you can do really both here if you want and you do it the right way, and that's kind of that's kind of what I'm thinking right here. It's funny when we had Chad Buchanan on about a month ago, he kept I kept alluding to next year. He would allude to next year and the year after, and then I would say, "Hey, no, well, hold on, wait, wait a minute. We we, we uh, we, I think this whole process is a little quicker than what you guys thought it was, because again, we always revert back to that December." And, you know, maybe that is somewhat mythical now, the fact that they missed the postseason, the way we think about December. But it did happen. We saw the level they played. And obviously that was derailed. That was sidetracked because the injury to Halliburton. So this team has a lot more in it than I believe waiting, you know, through this year and into another year may advertise. That's my expectation of nothing else. I think so. And then the fans are going to go into next season thinking when it starts, we will, we want to be in the playoffs. I think the one thing that you just have mm-hmm. to, uh, you have to trust right. the front office is they all, they don't want the playoffs or to be competing for a five seed to be 
you know, the, the top of the line and then have to reset and go again from there. And so it's difficult. If you, if you go a little bit early and maybe you sacrifice something in the future, what do you risk? But I do think that, that you're accurate. I can understand the big picture view from the franchise because they still want to be a team that's in the conference finals. It's playing uh, Memorial Day weekend and that has a chance to get back to the finals. You want to be one of those teams. You don't just want to get in the playoffs. But to me, it feels like the next step in that progression is to get into the postseason next year. And, and I think that they, they probably need to add a couple assets to be able to do that. Jeremiah Johnson, Bally Sports, Indiana. He's with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Appreciate those updates, man. Get yourself a little vacation rest, won't you? Uh, I've actually been resting. I mean, I've had a few things here and there, but uh, I enjoyed getting the call with you today. It feels like old times. And the fact that it's June and two months from now, we'll be breaking down an NBA schedule. I think it'll. I think time will fly by. Agree with you right there. My brother, I appreciate you. We'll do it again very soon, man. Thanks, JJ. All right. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. How about we say go Sycamores, Hoosiers, and Cardinals on the Diamond this weekend? Well, I mean, I mean, we all got – I mean, you obviously started in Terre Haute. Uh, you yep. went to Ball State. You're in the state of Indiana. Uh, Ball State, not so much luck against Kentucky today. And I was flat afraid that I completely jinxed up the Sycamores uh, against Wright State. But they rallied late, got that win over Wright State. Uh, Wright State, I believe IU has West Virginia tonight after seven down in Lexington, right? I think so. Uh, I watched a little of that Ball State game. Kentucky's a tough matchup, and uh, Ball State hung in. Yeah. But I'm, I'm happy Indiana State was able to get that win. I spent a lot of Saturday, Sunday afternoon sitting in the stands there, 01 to 04, shooting, waiting for someone to hit a home run so I could get some highlights to put on WTWO. So it's pretty cool to see them <laughs> in national seed and, and, and hosting games this weekend. It's uh, Jeremiah Johnson on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. JJ, appreciate you. All right, John. Take care. All right. From one former WTWO employee to another former <laughs> WTWO employee um, and also a former intern of our station and of this show, uh, she has, as you've seen over the past how many years now here? Here in Indy? Yeah. Last two. Last two years. Mm -hmm. She was in Lexington after Terre Haute. And then now here in Indy for the past two years. And unfortunately, she's leaving, which kind of pisses me off a little bit, to be honest with you. Alyssa Andrews, Finally the pride of Center Grove High School, is here before us. How are you? Why are you leaving? What the hell? You know, this is this is like healing me right now to just to, to run into you yes. on a whim. It's and very see much you a here. whim. Yes, I'm getting you on camera right there to make sure. Man, I, I just posted that today, so now I guess it's real that uh, I'm leaving. It is real. I think, was it this morning or last night, your final uh, your final weather hit here? So this it was just today that I was able to even, like, it? say it. So yeah. it was like it was like a week or two ago. Yeah. And now I'm coming to terms with, okay, am I, am I done with local news and broadcast? Are we done? Kind of, are, we, are we done? Now, do you think we're done? I, I specifically said done with local news. So I didn't say done with broadcast, not right. done with media. I was very careful so you're gonna, to say. You're, you're probably, you were very good when you went to IU. You know, a lot of people got their footprint started uh, via YouTube, for example, and social media. You were very good about doing that. Is that an avenue There is one of, one of my um, 
my mentees I'm really really proud of her name is Kendall mm -hmm. and she is from the area and and so she is is a very successful sports I mean she was running the ACC tournament um, in basketball just a little bit ago and she's a senior she's a graduating senior she's gonna do big things so and she was a big you, YouTube Hoosier List mm -hmm. supporter so I'm glad to see that kids are getting into it from that but um, I am looking forward to just m moving on to something different all right, you're moving on to something different. This is Alyssa Andrews, CBS4 uh, weather forecaster, meteorologist, is with us. Uh, did her final broadcast earlier today because you are moving to, to Boston. Boston. Yes, shipping off to are Boston. You moving to Boston. Here's what's the craziest thing. I was saying this for the first time in my life. Uh -huh. I have no idea. I have no idea. So if you if you're there's hiring, no way that Chris hiring. Hagen can be happy about this at all. <laughs> no, uh. I know he's like join the sports department. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Now I I'm open to anything right now. I got yep. the meteorology degree down, journalism, sports. I don't even I don't know what the next move is going to be, which is wild to say. Then you're going to live in Boston. I'm going to live in Boston. I I'm working on a on a podcast okay everyone's working on a podcast i yeah, feel like but i mean podcasts, yeah I, I it's it's a project that's really important to me i want to get back to my hoosier list roots yeah so that's going to give a little it's going to be love that are you fans can remember Hoosier hey, list you know my IU content's Andrews the only thing right that here. even does well so yeah everybody loved the hoosier list back then There's man no that's doubt. fun i want to get back to just having fun with media again yeah you know? now did you like doing weather i loved it I, I loved it i loved every second of it and what was really cool was i knew i was going to come back because, as you mentioned, Chris Hagen, after I interned with you, yeah. interning with him for several years through college, um, I knew I wanted to go back to the Fox 59 CBS 4 family, and I didn't know it was going to be in weather, and I'm glad it was, because yeah. I, I just, I think in local news, I, I knew I only wanted to do it at home. It wasn't going to be, like, I loved my time in Lexington, but it... That wasn't it. I needed to do it here. So I'm glad I did that. So Terre Haute to Lexington to Indy, and now you're shipping off to Boston. What the heck is, yeah. I don't know what is I'm going to do over in Boston. What's your mom? Can we talk to your mom? What's your mom Lori, think about this? Lori says Oh, mom. Down. I knew mom was going to give the huge thumbs down to the Boston thing. I know. I'm not trying to pour cold water on it. Don't she, get me wrong. She's like, I just got you here. Come on. And I feel that way. It's only but. two years. So you missed your time at Terre Haute. You were at WTWO, much like JJ was. Yes. I was I was thinking. It was a nice to West hear Woodward, you talking with JJ. Another person here that spent time at WTWO. Oh, my gosh. Um, I... So I still go over there sometimes to meet Well, Jesse Walker was Jesse the weather Walker. guy when I was in high school. Oh, my goodness. I have yeah. dinner. I just had dinner with him last week. I yeah. We make it a point to, to constantly meet up, and he's he's the, the most hidden gem of the Wabash Valley. I was Valley. off on uh, Tuesday, and I was down in, in southwestern Indiana, and I heard Jesse Walker giving the weather on WBOW. He's everywhere. Yes. Well, I think that's 102.7 in Terre Haute, WBOW. But Jesse Walker was doing weather when I was in high school, and Patrice wow. Dayton, the yes. competing station to you, WTHI, Channel 10 in Terre Haute, was also on the air when I was in high school. That's an amazing run out of both. You know what? That just reminded me of something okay. I was going to say to you, because I wanted to run into you on Carb Day, and I didn't make it out uh -huh. in time, but... What is it? About 10 years ago, you were interviewing me for the first time, mm -hmm. talking about who's your list stuff and yeah. casual gamer read. And you I said, remember. you said, list, what are you doing for the summer? And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And you like, you said, you want to be my intern? There it is. That was what started everything. And now it's coming up on summertime, 10 years later. Yes. Do you have an intern yet? Hey, I don't, James, do we have interns? Maybe I, I can ask so you right this now. time. I don't think on we the do. Spot. Yeah. 
Todd, Todd's probably listening, our executive producer. If you yeah. need an intern, I'm available. Todd, if we need an intern, Alyssa Andrews I'm will serious. reapply. Yes. I will. That's awesome right there. <laughs> Can you imagine 10 wow. years later I'm your intern again? <laughs> Casual gamer Reed, you brought him. What a dork I that tried, guy was. When I worked in Lexington <laughs> in like the heart of UK, I tried to connect with him. He yeah. was having none of it. Yeah, he looked about his. He looked very Kentucky, very yes. backwards. I mean, there's no way he has indoor plumbing where he lives. I don't. I mean, I guess he's a gamer or was, but just I mean, casually. Yeah, I mean, made he makes like Turtle Man look like he's probably. On the ball, more casual gamer read. Wow. Well, maybe we can run it all back again oh, this summer. That'd be great. Oh. Well, congratulations on your move. Don't Thank be a stranger, you. okay? Uh, you know I won't Hoosier be. <laughs> List is right here with us. The new, the brand new reboot of Hoosier List. Alyssa Andrews of doing weather fame at uh, CBS 4 and Indy for the past two years. And I can see her mom sitting across from us right now is not happy. But she's Boston taking a million move. pictures in, yeah, in typical Lori fashion. Great to see you. So good to see you, Alyssa Andrews right here, everybody. All right. Thank you very much (laughs) for stopping by. The grand opening of Twin Peaks, that's what we're celebrating here in Greenwood off of County Line Road. Got a couple of Colts players going to join us. They're here for the events as well. Uh, We'll talk to them, bring them on board coming up in just a minute. I swear to you, I have the roof right on. I think Sagan Alobi is here and uh, Malik Turner here as well. We'll talk with them coming up on the other side, too. Quick break, and we shall return south side, Greenwood, grand opening, the 100th Lodge. It's Twin Peaks down in Greenwood. 1075 93.5 The Fan. Back with you next. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Here's Jenny! Don't! David Letterman! Hi, David. I'm Grandpa. Don't! 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Welcome back on a Friday. We're at the grand opening of the Twin Peaks, the new location, now two here in central India. Down in Greenwood, County Line Road, Madison, right on. Thank you for joining us today, the 100th Lodge. Got a couple of Colts players here, fresh off some OTAs earlier today. Wide receiver Malik Turner is here. Linebacker Seguna Lobi also here. Fellas, it is good to have you. Look at you getting fist bumps and everything right here. You know what's funny? Man, Malik said, dude, can you hurry the hell up here? I got to go eat. All right, I'm hungry. I got to get going. I don't blame you. You guys have already practiced. You've been in the heat. And here we come making you wait and stuff. How you guys doing? Great, man. Great, man. Doing well. We'll start with you, Malik. OTAs. To this point, where have we been? To you, I know today, obviously, but what, uh, what, what, what is it like? Just preparation, a little summertime prep for the bot and stuff. What are you looking for here? Yeah, um, I think the guys have really bought in. I think we're well ahead of what I expected coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're doing two-minute, you know, we're doing game situations, and 
you know, we're gelling, making big plays, and just having fun out there, being comfortable in the new system. How'd the rookie quarterback look in the two-minute drills today, Malik? Good. We connected on a few passes, and, um, you know, he, he's calling everybody just just being very vocal, getting everybody in their positions, and we just executed, went down the field, and got in the field goal range, and uh, Matt put it in. So, Is it about the little things in OTAs like this? Definitely. You know, the little things never go away, but definitely in OTAs, or, you know, the new guys, the rookies coming in, we're you know, trying to get them in the system and them learning and getting advice from the vets and um, just collaborating off each other. It's a big time to learn and grow. Linebacker Sagan Alobe is also here as well. What's it mean for you on the defensive side of the football? More of what Malik said, but what else are you looking for from you and your teammates during OTAs? Fundamentals, man. We focus on fundamentals. Get back to what's important for us. Like, obviously, we get a lot of time together. We get a lot of time to really look at things that we did successfully and things that we didn't do successfully. And a lot of it comes back to getting to who we are as a defense, you know what I mean? Keeping it tight and, and breaking on the ball. You know what I mean? That's the main thing. Breaking on the ball, taking the ball away. You know, I mean, creating opportunities for our offense to get on the field. Is it difficult at all for you guys to make your presence felt or, or make those plays and be seen by those, by your coaches in this type of setting? Sagan, we'll start with you. Um, it, it, can, it can be uh, not necessarily challenging, but you just got to get out there and, and establish a brand. Yeah. You know, like if you're a guy that gets to the ball, you get to the ball all the time. Like make sure that you are who you are on tape every time and that it'll speak for itself most of the time. Um, what, what's your brand? get to the ball. You know what I mean? That's my brand is I get to the ball and I like to hit people. You know, that's it. It's funny. I believe when you were brought to San Francisco, you were, well, what a safety transition yeah. into a linebacker coming out of San Diego State. And, and I'm not trying to compare you to this, but I think he was also the same. Fred Warner, I think, started out, right? Yeah. As a safety and then, yeah. yeah, transitioned into a linebacker. Is that um, It seems like more times than not you see that now at the linebacker position, that a little bit more lighter weight, a little quicker. You're very quick as far as your uh, your pre-draft stats were concerned. Um, has that helped you out a great deal? Is that where you thought you were going to be coming out of San Diego State, where you are playing this position now? Yeah, I fell in love with it, man. I, I got to join some two great rooms so far and learn from those guys, and they all have a lot of experience, all very similar body types, similar athleticism, and so I've just gotten a, an opportunity to capitalize on and build on things that I already had. Sanguna Lobe, the linebacker of the Colts here, Malik Turner is the wide receiver. It's a little bit more easy for you to make those showcase plays, is it not, to be seen because everybody's kind of dialed in on Anthony Richardson right now. There you go, two-minute drill, making plays. That's something, obviously, catching the ball. Yeah. What are other your thoughts as far as what you're trying to do to produce in these OTAs? I mean, just being consistent on a daily basis. Um, you know, AR just got here, so just being in the right spot for him, being consistent as possible, and just, just being myself. You know, this is my sixth year, and um, just go out there, be myself, have fun, run to the ball, special teams, you know, every snap. Like, it's, it's a game rep in OTAs. You know, I know we're not hitting, but, um, you know, just everything's full throttle. And then, then getting back into the film work and just to get back to the details of everything and clean it up for the next day. Now, is there more meetings or more on-the-field stuff that happens during OTAs? There's definitely more meetings. Dang. Definitely That's too bad. Meetings. Yeah, you got to try to stay awake during that. 
Right. I'm wide awake in there. Wide awake. <laughs> yeah, how about you? You don't, you don't want to miss anything in there. No, you don't. You don't want to miss anything there. So, yeah. how how much say you know the details defensively that, that Gus Bradley and company set up for you? Those details do you it's go everything. over in OTAs? It's everything, man. You got to be locked in. That's what we're building now is consistency on the details because the macro of it. We uh, at this point we all got the macro of it. You know, what mm. I mean? it's, it's being fine tuned on those details and making sure that you're looking at these looks and they're coming out the right way that we need them to. Malik, the NFL ride for you so far has it been? enjoyable you've had you went to illinois came out of illinois i know there have been a couple of different spot stops yeah. here but how's the ride been to this point it's been a long ride it's been a good ride though i feel like i'm where i'm supposed to be in my mm-hmm. career right now and uh, i'm enjoying indy it kind of reminds me of home i'm not too far from here from yeah. the state of illinois so uh i'm just happy to be here yeah so illinois brett be living now going down the right path Collegiately for your old team, your alma mater, football-wise, you think? Yeah. 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 Now, for you, you got to watch your basketball team make yeah. a run. Yeah. Right? that enjoyable yeah. for you? Were you pretty locked time. into the San Diego State, going to the Final Four, going to the championship game? Yeah, that was a great time, man. Uh, getting to see guys that I, you know, kicked it with in college yeah. and stuff like that, have success like that is always a great time. To see, and, and normally from the football guys, at some point you had to play in a pickup game with these dudes, right? Uh, nah, those guys no, those really? free, man. Oh, got to be in a pickup game. Right. All right, Saguna Lobi, the linebacker, Malik Turner, wide receiver, the Colts, OTAs earlier today. They are here at Twin Peaks. I'm going to cut you loose and have you go eat. Right, that man, cool? Appreciate Great it. to meet you guys. Yeah. Please, we'll see you in camp, I'm sure, coming oh, yeah. up here in July, Definitely. August, and we'll talk again. Yep. Great to have you guys. Thank you for having me. Right there, from the Colts, again, Malik Turner, wide receiver, and Saguna Lobi, the linebacker, joining us here at Twin Peaks. The grand opening going on right now. It is the 100th Lodge in the lineup of Twin Peaks. We'll come back, talk with you, maybe a little bit after six of anything goes coming at you. 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. And the beat goes on, yeah. And the beat goes on. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. We're at Twin Peaks. More on that in a second. This sounds like Rick Springfield to me. Rick Springfield, the Hooters, and Tommy Two-Tone. We will revisit the 80s coming up in August at the TCU Amphitheater. I'd love to see you there. That's going to be outstanding. Rick Springfield still gets it done today. And if you don't know the Hooters, they had a huge hit, and we danced, a huge hit day by day, and a cult classic called All You Zombies. That band out of Philadelphia, much like, I think I've said this before, much like David Hasselhoff, for whatever reason, really big in Germany. They do a lot of touring in Germany, but not a lot of touring in the United States. And as I predicted back during the pandemic and at the end of the pandemic, remember in in 2020 and what everybody went through, is that everybody in the world, even those that said, you know what, we're never going back on the road again, that everybody in the world that would be back on the road, and if you can look around, everybody in the world seemingly is on the road. When you can get our guy who I love a great deal, one of my favorite concerts of all time is Peter Gabriel. When you can get a guy that crusty, that salty to get back out there, on the road like he now he's not stopping here i wish he would 
But if you can get him back on the road, everybody is on the road. I promise you this. That will be a fantastic show coming up in August at the TCU Amphitheater. Rick Springfield, the Hooters. Tommy Tutone, of course, is a one-hit wonder with 8675309 Jenny. Now, I believe that some of these stops, they'll also add another 80s band. And I've seen at a couple where the tubes, remember the song, She's a Beauty? The tubes were going to be. I just don't know if they're going to make that stop in Indy, but this will be a blast. I promise you'll love it. Rick Springfield. Rick Springfield's been around here a lot. You go back to Carb Day over a year ago. He was the headliner there. And if you remember going back in the late winter, very early stages of spring, he had to stand in. It was a private gig put on by our friends, Sean Collinsworth and Damar Services, they do great work. And they had a private event at the, uh, the Marriott downtown. And it was like two days before the event, and Mike Reno, the uh, lead singer of Loverboy, came up ill and got a hold of his rep and said, you know what, I'm not going to be able to do this. And so under 48 hours, they called Rick Springfield, and Rick Springfield got out there and performed with the uh, Damar Services folks for their get-together. He is awesome. Got a catalog of music, and it is going to be a great show. So congratulations to whomever won those tickets. This has been a fantastic day. I was a little on edge at the beginning. I was concerned. As I mentioned, I can jinx a lot of things. I'm very superstitious. I was very superstitious yesterday when we had on the head coach of Indiana State's baseball team, Mitch Hannes, he's been on a couple of different times before. And then Indiana State trailed most of the game as Terre Haute is the regional host for the college baseball tournament. They trailed most of the game to Wright State and then rallied at the end to knock off Wright State 6-5. to five. And they'll see what happens coming up later on tonight as Iowa takes on North Carolina. That is the second game in Terre Haute that happens at some point coming up here after 7 o'clock. Now, the news not so good for Ball State. That was a tough task. The Cardinals down in Lexington playing the host, regional host school, that being Kentucky, and Kentucky 4-zip over Ball State earlier today. IU's also in the same regional in Lexington. They get West Virginia coming up a little bit after 7 later on this evening. And also I wanted to give some love to UND. Uh, UND, their baseball team, Division Two. They're in North Carolina. They're taking on Millersville in their first game, round number one of the Division Two playoffs. They're in North Carolina, and the Greyhounds have had a fantastic baseball season to date. So many incredible memories and so much success. So a, a shout to the UND Greyhounds as they embark. Are they, uh, have they started yet, that's Olivia? Tomorrow. Oh, that's tomorrow. That's coming up tomorrow. Six o'clock tomorrow is when UND plays in North Carolina, Millersville. So should be uh, great. And a shout-out to UND as well. Colts OTAs a little bit earlier today. Twin Peaks was kind enough to have out as a part of it. They're in there eating right now. Colts wide receiver Malik Turner. And also what is a great story. Malik Turner, as you could tell, as he mentioned, he's been a guy that has been... He's been grinding. He has been on an NFL grind over the years. Likes being here right now. And 
Segun Alobi is a linebacker, a linebacker that originally was brought up in the 49ers system. He started out, came in out of college at San Diego State as a safety, transitioned into a linebacker. He is here as well. They're going through OTAs. And they both joined us, kind enough to join us a little bit earlier, which was really cool. I want to give a shout-out to Twin Peaks for that. Uh, Alyssa Andrews, friend of the show from CBS4, did her last weather broadcast a little bit earlier today. The significance there, IU fans will remember her. Thank you very much. As Hoosier Liss in social media and YouTube days. Also... She has been at Channel 2 in Terre Haute. She's been in Lexington and two years doing weather over at CBS 4. A little bit earlier, J.J. Jeremiah Johnson, Valley Sports, Indiana. We talked NBA and Pacers with him. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio tomorrow night, 10 a. Check that, 10 p.m. until 1 a.m. Mike's going to be on ESPN Radio nationally coming up tomorrow night. Talk to the Ride with JMV. If you leave me now, you'll take away the biggest part of me. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. I may have to whip the ass of whoever just unplugged us here, by the way. There's going to be an ass whipping happening. <laughs> hey, I will say this, though. I got to give a shout out to the crew here. Uh, Landon, Olivia, and Devin have been working their ass off. And this is all stuff that you can hear, all stuff that you can't see. And here's the reason why. We're outside, and I love to be outside, but on a 93-degree day, um, the sun and the heat can wreak havoc on all this computerized equipment. So the sun, we're, we're on it, and I'll just give you a quick thumbnail sketch here. I mean, it's after six. I don't care anyway, right? So a thumbnail sketch of where we're positioned. We're on the west side of Twin Peaks here off of County Line Road. So the sun, once it uh, hits its peak and then starts to, to fall, uh, will ultimately keep hitting all of our equipment. So these guys have had to move a tent around and give us shade and everything, and devs had to shut it down and reboot. And and then somebody in there, the Maytag repairman, I think, unplugged us and then plugged us back in or done whatever. So these guys have hung with it like nobody's business. And I tell you this all the time. It is so much more than just me bringing content, talking to you, having some fun on the radio. It's so many more people behind the scenes that have been absolutely spectacular. And these guys have stepped up big today. James back at the studios had to obviously juggle a a bunch of things as well. And uh, I want to thank them for that because it has been been a fun day. But it hasn't been your garden variety type of Friday here. They've had to do a lot of work and a lot of rebooting and a lot of thinking and a lot of doing that on the fly. And that has been impressive. I thank these guys a great deal. And if you're listening back uh, downtown at the studios or in the offices, make a note of that for this group because they have been outstanding today. And so have you too. I mean, really, so have you. And this has been an abbreviated week for me. I was off, obviously, Monday, and then Tuesday and Wednesday, came back yesterday, and then obviously today here. I have had an absolute blast. I'm going to thank the COO of Twin Peaks here. Joe Hummel was great on the show. This is the 100th Lodge in the Twin Peaks collection. And Greenwood, Southside, 
you guys answered the call today. You guys always wonder why I spend so much time on the north side. Why are you always on the north side? Why are you always in Hamilton County? And I showed up on the south side today, and you showed out on the south side today. Thank you so much. This is going to be a can't-miss for folks down here, this Twin Peaks location. Again, thanks to Joe, Joe Hummel, the COO, for joining us. Jeremiah Johnson, Valley Sports, Indiana, for being here. ESPN Radio's Mike Wells. Tomorrow night, 10 p.m. until 1 a.m. right here. You can hear Mike. Hashtag Ask Pat. Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden, WIBC, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. Pat, thank you. Bob Lovell, the legend, Indiana Sports Talk, going into 30th year after his hiatus, coming up after the summertime for Bob. Devin, Landon, Olivia, thank you all so much. All of our guests, JMV Takeover tomorrow night, B105.7, 6 until midnight. I will talk at you with all of your requests then. Have a great weekend. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.